Hey, this is William Vinson of Vinson Picks. You're listening to the Feedback Podcast. What up, everybody? It's back with the Feedback Podcast, and this is part three of our bar etiquette series. And I get to talk to Cody from Star Bar and Ashley from Bungalow. So we talk about how they got started in the bar industry, uh, their first gigs, talk about their pet peeves, uh, some great stories there, by the way, you're going to love them. And we talk about bar etiquette on both sides of the bar. Then we get into male bartender versus female bartender, some of the stuff they have to deal with. And I learned a lot in the show. I found out what mixology, where mixology came from. I had no idea. So if you didn't know, you're going to learn some today. But anyway, I love talking to bartenders, so big shout-outs to all the bartenders in Austin and worldwide while we at it. They don't do an easy job, so make sure you take care of them, tip them well, and they'll take care of you. Also, make sure you subscribe on uh, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Tell a couple of friends about the show. Uh, I need some reviews, I need some ratings. So if you like what I'm doing, just tell a couple of friends about it. All right, let's go. All right, we're live. Welcome to the Feedback Podcast. My name is Back, and today I get to talk to my favorite people, my favorite type of people that I, got, I like to hang with, the bartenders. I got hey. Cody in the house. Hey. Woo! Hi, everybody. Ashley, how you hello, doing? Hello, hello. I'm good. Uh, so we're talking about bartending today. Uh, I think a job that I will never do, and I have a <laughs> lot of respect and a lot of appreciation for what you guys do, because they wouldn't be in a nightlife without you guys, honestly. You know that, and that's why. Oh, there would Thank be it'd just you. be really, really. It would be boring. Boring. boring? Yeah. yeah. I don't think you'd have to make your own drinks all night. Yeah, that would suck. It would be a free fall. It'd be a shit show. Yep. You don't want that. So yeah, so you know, just some be people under a control. water cooler just going to town like mm-hmm. hey, this is the best punch ever. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my clothes? <laughs> nice, nice. All right, so um, uh, welcome everybody in the chat. Thank you so much uh, for tuning in. Uh, if you want to share the link, it's the feedback, B-A-K, of course, uh, dot com slash Mixler, M-I-X-L-R. Just share the link on, on Twitter, on Facebook, all that good stuff. And uh, I will turn the uh, the phones on a little later. We'll try and get the conversation going first. And I'll have the number. If you want to write it down right now, you can. It's 512-539-0225. And so uh, we'll get that going a little later. But first... A little backstory for my guests. So, uh, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Bring right. it. So, I waited tables at Chili's and bartended at Chili's all through college. So, that's kind of how it started. But I don't know if you'd really consider that bartending. Was that for extra money? or was No, I, I had to pay for my bills and stuff in college. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I was on my own. Um, and then I did some other jobs here and there. And... In 2009, I quit my job selling houses for a home builder, and Joey Carmona hired me at the Belmont. Hmm. With very little experience, he kind of threw me in the fire. And uh, like, was it a Friday night, a Saturday night? Um, no, I trained during the week first a little bit, but okay. I, I was I was thrown in the fire on the weekend for sure, making the specialty cocktails and cocktailing and all that stuff. But it was good. It was it was a great way to learn. Did, did you know what you were doing? <clears throat> were you nervous? Were you I like- was. I was fucking terrified. And I had to work with Aaron Metzinger, who I love to pieces, but he was not very nice to me for the first six months I was there. So 
you know. Uh, there's nobody's ever nice to you the first time they have yeah. to work with you. Especially if you don't know what you're doing. I mean, I just was this stupid blonde girl that Joey hired out of nowhere. And, you know, I ended up being a great employee and it was great. So mm, yeah, I'm sure. Well, how long did it take you to really get a hang of it? Um, I mean, I had the service background, so that aspect of it was fine. But in terms of my speed <laughs> and uh, being comfortable with recipes and, you know, all that good stuff, it, it took me a good probably three, four months to feel comfortable, really comfortable. And how long did you stay at the at the Belmont then? Um, I was there. Oh, my God. How long was I there? Off and on for a total of probably three, three and a half years. I would let would leave and always come back with my tail between my legs. <laughs> um, I left there to go work at Six Tap and do some event coordinating over there, and then I went back to Belmont, and then I think I went to Lucky Lounge and worked there for a little bit with Mishi. I think that's where I met you. Was Lucky, Lucky Lounge? Yeah, yeah. Because that's when I was uh, when we did the uh, that bartender's scavenger hunt. Was Lucky Lounge? That was Lounge. my birthday. That was your birthday. The scavenger, the thing- the scavenger hunt was your birthday. Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. The one that Leo and Jay. Yeah. 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 That was my birthday. In July? hmm Oh, shit. I didn't know. Yeah. That so was much dope, fun. That was, yeah. Yeah. I, I hope uh, some someone puts that shit together again. Cause I really hope so, too, because I really miss asking an old German couple to take a picture of my bare ass. <laughs> <laughs> it was a blast. Yes. I had a good time. Yes. So what about you? What was the... Uh, your humble beginnings. Uh, humble beginnings. Um, so I've been doing this for going on 13, 14 years now. Uh-huh. Uh, started kind of a, a happy accident. I owe a lot of uh, my knowledge and everything I know to a guy named uh, Mike Farr. He's the uh, the owner of Nutty Brown Cafe. And so living in Dripping Springs and, you know, doing construction and landscaping and, um, you know, just kind of uh, I had like I was building cabinets with my stepdad. I was mowing lawns on my own and with my dad and for the sports association. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was doing commercial construction. And I was just kind of getting up at 4 a.m. sucks like a lot. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> and so I kept going to this restaurant that was, you know, that's ah, close enough to work. It's in between Austin and and, uh, and home. And uh, I'll give it a shot. See what happens. And this was like my junior, you know, sophomore, junior year of high school. So I go out there and uh, I I applied there five times. Wow. Well, um, I that's was not like giving a shot. That's really they kept, in they kept turning you down. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't. It wasn't even that they turned me down. It was just like, oh man, I'm, I'm sorry, we hired somebody else, so on and so forth. We had bad a, timing. Yeah, just like it never kind of lined up. I was like, ah, okay, fine, you know. And I had tried. I was like, um, nah, I'll go back to doing what I'm doing. Finally showed up on like a Thursday afternoon, and the owner walks by. And at the time, Mike was this huge dude, like just he looks like. A, it's hard to explain him. He was like a refrigerator, like a big ginger refrigerator. Stout. Big dude. He's like, yeah, he was he was six three, all of three hundred some odd pounds. Like he was a big guy. Um, he's since dropped all of it and can't even recognize him. But um he walked by and like when you walk into Nutty Brown, you look and there's like the host stand and you kind of see like straight through the door to the patio and there's like this little, you know, cutout. And he walks by, I'm like, Oh, he didn't even see me. And then he like literally back up and he's like, Come in tomorrow and I got a job for you. I'm like, uh Okay, I'll see. Uh, what what fucking time was it? I have no idea. So I didn't know what I was gonna hire for. I had no idea. So cut through the bull. Uh, I was a I was a busser, and then all of the older kids that were servers and stuff like that had to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Uh, They're like, "Hey, do you?" And it was actually another guy that I went to high school with. He was like, "You guys want to wait tables?" And I'm like, "Sure, I guess. I don't. Whatever. I just want to make money. That's all I really cared about." And then from there, I started barbacking. And I remember there was this other guy that worked there. That I was in the service well for our outside bar, 
And this was kind of how it first like dawned on me that I needed to be behind the bar. <clears throat> well, what and was it that made him? Is that there was this there was this other kid that was bar- his name was Anthony and he was barbacking and he was fucking nowhere to be found. And I'm sitting there like waiting for it was a Guinness. I remember it vividly. I was like, I'm waiting for Guinness. And he comes up and he has ah, like one individual like, here, I got this for you. And I was like, dude, I need a lot more than that. I have 30 people that are drinking this. Uh-huh. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. And so he disappears again. I grab the keys, go get down. And I, I just took care of it myself. And I'm like, why is this? Why is he doing this? He is terrible. Get rid of him. Yeah. And they did. And they promoted me. So I started barbacking. I started bartending. I came in on like a Friday night. And uh, they had hired this guy to bartend. And I was like, shit. Like, that was totally. This was about a year and a half later. Uh, I'm 17, about to be 18, you know. Um, oh, wow. That's early. Yeah. And. Uh, On a Friday? Mm-hmm. And so was it a pack cool. house or. Did so we had at the time, this was at, people that know what Nutty Brown is now. They know it for the, like they, they do, you know, um, Stone in the Rue and Robert Keen and Pat Green and these big shows out there. But at the time, it was just like this one small little stage. It's, I think the stage is still there, and it's but it's really small. Yeah. But again, the outside patio seats, you know, 400. And then we had the inside bar. So I show up thinking that I'm just gonna bar back tonight. Well, they go, "Hey, we got a we got a present for you." Like, oh, okay. So I walk by, like walk inside, and I clock in. I'm like, "What's up?" I'm like, "You're working back here tonight." I'm like, "No shit, don't be stupid." He's like, "No, you're bartending tonight." I'm like, <laughs> "Are you nervous?" Did, did, you, did you know that any training? I had did you- zero. Like I had just bar backed, so like I had kind of like, you know. Through osmosis and like watching people, kind of like, oh, I can make a Jack and Coke. It's not really difficult. I can pour some beers. It's, it's not. Yeah. It's not hard. Um, I caught on to everything pretty quick, uh, and I was like, holy shit! So we didn't have a bar back because that was me, but I was bartending. And there's this local band called the Eggmen, and they're like a Beatles cover band. So mm-hmm. like their first half of their set is all Beatles, and the second half of their set is all the rest of the British Invasion music, and it's really really cool. It's a lot of fun. They've been around for a long time, but that's always up until you know the recent years with Nutty Brown expanding. Eggman was our busiest nights. Like that's when, like, hey, we broke a new record. Who was playing? Who was the Eggman? That was my first night. And it was like a bull in a fucking china shop. All the old, all, shit over. all the old record. And the behind there was really, really narrow behind the bar back there. <laughs> and all the regulars, are, and I know what everybody drinks, and they're just giving me shit. And I remember Gus is one of this, this old regular. He's he's since passed away, but he just drank Miller Light, and he would just kind of sit there quietly. Like didn't, he was the only one that wasn't bothering me. And <laughs> until finally Mike came back there, he's like, calm down. Take a breath. Chill out. <laughs> make a drink. Have a drink. And I was like, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. And Gus looks at me and goes, you're not okay. Like, oh, <laughs> shit. You're sweaty and all uh, that. You're, all right. You're dropping shit all over the place. Once you get uh, flustered, it's hard to. It's hard to pull out. It, of it. is. It really oh. is. It's almost, it's nearly damn impossible. Like, it's impossible. But I was there for a good long time and, uh, and left and moved to Australia. Lived over there for a little while. Uh came back and uh, kind of you know went back into construction uh and unfortunately uh, uh, several places since then i opened the hyde park um, bar and grill um, in westgate uh i worked at alligator grill for a few years uh, i was a, one of the managers at pagey house um, oh that's right mm-hmm. oh shit, i forgot about that <laughs> yeah oh. that's how i met a lot of the djs and uh, dj chicken george used to dj yep. for me on uh, on sundays at pagey and uh with uh, with george thomas who uh he's now part of the ramen tatsuya family yeah they're doing really well um, I was over there, Firehouse Lounge, Barcelona. Uh, of course, uh, opened Third Base downtown. Uh, from Third Base is went. I don't even know where I went Wait. after that. What a I've lost track too. I have. You yeah. have what? I've lost track of like oh. all the places I've worked and 
how long I was I there. I mean, it, it, the, the thing about Austin is that it is like a people in the service industry is a big ass family, and you just go from one place to the next. Like if a new if a new bar opens, chances are I know at least two bartenders in there. Mm-hmm. It's very true. I mean, people will you know a lot of times depending on you know kind of what their their career has been as far as you know bartending goes. Like I also know is that people stay within their like regions. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I never brought like Firehouse Lounge in Barcelona was the closest I ever got to working like really downtown. Yeah. And <clears throat> excuse me, um, and even then, like I never like went past Barcelona. You I, know what I mean? I, like it's like I so I feel like if somebody worked at like at Blind Pig, they probably could also go work somewhere else within like yeah. four or five other spots, and like it kind of you know stays within the area, so to speak. You don't you don't too often hear until people get older, at least. You know that uh, like oh yeah, he was working at uh, Chug and Monkey, and now he's over at the Omni. Like, that yeah, you know, like that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they That's typically true. stay with, with career a similar, for sure. Yeah, they stay with similar concepts for the most part. You know, and yeah. I mean, there's definitely people that are that have been doing it for a long time, and they are like oh, I just I don't want to be downtown anymore. They're they're so used to it, and they go to the east side, or they come west, or they go to the warehouse. I think, and I think, so I met you at Lucky. I yeah. think, and I met you. Was it Boston? Firehouse? It had to be Firehouse. It had to be Firehouse. Because it's really when... What year were you at Fire? What years were you at Firehouse? Do you remember? Not at all. You just blend in, seriously. I can't even tell you. It was before. I mean, when I was there, it was still Sticks and um, and Raph. Yeah, that's when I... That's about that time that I was... It was Barcelona and Firehouse, back and forth. Yeah, that was... That was 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 the circuit. That was it. Because I I basically worked my way west from Platinum X. Oh, my God. God. Yeah. Don't... (laughs) I'm, I'm telling my age right now. Yeah. By the way, David says you're old. <laughs> uh, yeah, Platinum X and basically went through all the, the yes and shit, so spill and all that, and then Barcelona opened, and that's when I met Proje, that's when I met uh, Paul, Jason, uh, Eric Stahl, who's, you know, still mm-hmm. there, all these people, uh, Garrett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all and then kids. it was that in Firehouse, and that's when Sarah was at Firehouse. I, yeah. th- I had my first party at Firehouse. I was probably there. Yeah, it was just for the... I, was I actually like, guarantee that I was there. I told Raph, I said, oh, I just want to have a party for the fuck of it. And he goes, yeah, why not? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. And I did. It turned out great. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to keep track anymore. People say, you know... Have you been to Firehouse recently? Um, not within the last six months. Probably last year, I went one time. So, it's I, I absolutely, like, 100% love what they did to the place. It's, it's not what... If anybody that was at Firehouse, when I was at Firehouse... Um, Firehouse is the. I'm, am I getting this correct? Is the bar on the side street, right? Across right. from the Driscoll. Yeah. It's from still Driscoll. open. It's still open. It's a hostel too. So yeah, they bought the bar, but also the whole building and turned it into a little hostel. Yeah. So like you walk in, it kind of looks like you're gonna check in, but it's like this bookcase on casters that like rolls rolls away, and you walk through the bookcase into the bar. Yeah, I need to go. It's, it's super nice. fun. It's really cool. They have you know great bourbons, cocktails. Yep. It's a cool little spot. They have a, every once in a while they have this very kind of fun like eastern european sounding band playing it's it's a cool spot wildly What's different the, than what it used to be do they have a dress code I was cool back nah. then. can nah. i go in my workout clothes right now like when we're done with this we'll give you some some uh, you know some suspenders <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> i mean what are you saying firehouse was the shit back then firehouse was was awesome yeah i loved it i loved working there um that was yeah that was again one of those places that this tiny little spot that just like cranked out drinks and everybody knew and you always it didn't help that like sticks had been in the service industry forever and raf had been there and mm-hmm. uh everybody that worked there had been around for a long time and i mean there's yeah. a lot of people that are that kind of you know made their mark and some of them have moved on so not you know toddy b was there all the damn time yeah you know That's toby true. from 101x was always there 
Those were the days, man. We old. <laughs> Fuck it. Nah. We're still here. Yeah. We're strong. We're hanging and, on. And kicking. Um, one thing I want to touch on, and uh, I think we kind of did, uh, and I always say that, is that um, service industry people are the most fun people ever. I mean, come on, you can Gen- blush. Generally, no, no, generally, generally speaking, I, I, I totally 100% agree with you. Um, because I, there's, <laughs> like, everybody under, that's within the bar community knows it's like that we can drink, and we drink a lot. And, we can, yes. we can, and for the most part, I feel, for the most part, we can do it properly. Well, and exactly. You have to have a good personality to do it. Yeah. You can't be a dick in life. And well, and it's one of those bartender. things like when you, <laughs> let's say you get it, well, like, let's say you bartend. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get back to that point okay. then. Let's say, let's say you bartend, you know, a couple days a week and you go on, you know, or you get off early, you go and you have, you know, X amount of drinks, you know, per week. Mm-hmm. You get a cold, you go to the doctor and they ask you how many drinks a week do you have? And you are an alcoholic. And they kind of look at you like you're kidding, right? <laughs> like you, I was like, yeah, I had like three drinks on Thursday and like 15 on Friday because I was off. That's a friends in town, man, whatever. <laughs> and then you just kind of roll through it and they just look at you wide-eyed like, I don't, um, what? But it's again, it's just kind of, I don't want to say that it's ingrained in your persona necessarily, but it, to a certain extent it is, uh-huh. you know, but it's, it, we are a lot of fun to hang out with on the flip side. I guarantee you that like uh, a bartender or a cocktail on their day off with no plans is the laziest person. Yeah. You've ever <laughs> I met. think about it. I'm like, I don't even, I don't go out very often. Like, yeah, we've also be- been doing this a long time. Like, I mean, I can remember, you know, 10 years ago or, you know, five years ago that I was like, all right, well, uh, I got off. It's one thirty. If I run, I can get four shots real quick. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it was like a goal. Like I have to have a drink before I go home. At this point, it's like, no, I'm gonna go home and crack a beer on the porch. Like it just it changes. You're 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 kind of a what, little more grounded. Maybe. A little bit more grounded. A little yeah. more responsible. But again, when it, when it comes time to have fun, when like it's like, oh, all right, there's you know South by us here, or there's this party, or there's that, or whatever's going on. It's like, all right, we're put on our big boy boots and go drinking. Yeah. But do do you think it'd be hard, very hard, if you didn't drink? Not at all. Not at all. Depending on the person. Yeah, but you know, I mean, like, look at who's the perfect example? The guy that doesn't drink. The CK. Yeah, true. Yeah. Right? yeah. And he's he's everywhere. He is an exception. You know what I mean? Like, granted, he's never drank, you know, that's one thing. But again, if I think if you're a strong willed enough person that says, like, ah, I'm not gonna drink and there's places that don't allow you to drink yeah, when yeah. you're working, yeah. you know, and that's a huge benefit to some people. And I think it's one of those things where if you've never been if you've never worked anywhere where you can't, then you don't know that you don't have to does that make sense like you don't you can't even yeah. fathom going through a shift without drinking if yeah. you haven't but you you can like you can learn to do it um do, for do, sure the people expect you to to you know wild out when they see you not working not necessarily uh i mean it just really depends i mean they're i don't know some people you have a different kind of attitude you have a different i don't want to you're not a different person but you have uh it's different when you're behind the bar Okay, yeah. you can, if you meet somebody, like, you can have some great guests and they're really fun, but they just want to sit there and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And you're like, I can't, I'm actually working right now. Right. When you're working, you have the ability to just, to just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if they see you when you're out and they're like, oh my God, and they're like, I'm rude if I just yeah. walk away. I, like, because you can literally turn your back and walk away and it's okay because you're working, uh-huh. you know, if they're being long-winded or whatever. But when you're out and about, 
again, for me at least, it's it's more about it's not about going and like, all right, like I had a rough day, I need to go like kill a bottle of Jack Daniels. I go like, okay, well, it's like if I'm gonna go to Rainy, I know Ashley's working, maybe Donna's there. I w- I'm going for specific people at this point to see people. Right. That's you know what, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah you know, I'm, I'm not going like, oh, I only go to this place because they have this beer or whatever. You know, I mean, right. that's sometimes the case, but generally speaking. I want to know who is serving me if I'm going somewhere. And at that point, like try to establish some level of a relationship and, mm-hmm. uh, and go from there. Because if I'm here supporting you, I would like to see it in return. I'm not asking for it, but it, it's great when that's reciprocated. It feels good when you see those guys that like, that don't go out a lot or work somewhere on, on campus or they work up North when they come down. To like, see hey, specifically. Yeah. Like, Hey man, I'm, I saw that you were working. I came down. I was actually off tonight. You're like, dude, that's great. That That's 100% like what it's about. Yeah. I tend to get um, recently more so, like in the past probably three, four years, to get social anxiety a little bit when I go out. Like, uh, yeah, I don't know if it's because of the barrier thing, Cody. Like when you're when you're behind the bar, like you're there to work, you have a purpose. You you can walk away from people when they're you know being long winded or whatever. But when I go out, out, I tend to get a little bit of social anxiety in really busy bar that's crazy yeah, which is I, weird people don't understand that i'm like no i mean it like it's 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 very strange but it makes sense i mean i totally get it the, the, the thing is um from what i see you know when i see you guys out you know on the other side of the bar it's just like i said it's a big family reunion for the most part so i'll be hanging at brew exchange and then you walk in and amy walks in and chris doss is there yeah and then percy shows up and sarah shows up and we're just chilling <laughs> oh, percy and Those so, are the best nights too, when everybody shows up and you don't expect to right, see yeah. them. It really is. Yeah, yeah. And then you just hang it. You know, well and out. You're not necessarily, you know, dancing on the bar or anything like that. You no. know. And yeah. It, it becomes more about just having a good time. Like, yeah. there just happens to be a lot of booze involved. Yeah. Oh. Well, and I feel like as long as it's not a crazy night, like, it, and if it's like, say, for instance, a Wednesday night at Bro Exchange, and then a bunch of service industry people show up just because they're out. Yeah. It's kind of like you're in your living room. When it's not crazy yeah. busy, you feel super comfortable. When you have enough people around you, <clears throat> excuse me, that you know, like for me, and I mean, I wish that, I mean, I, I sympathize with Ashley about the, the social anxiety thing. Like I'm lucky enough that I can kind of like zone it out. Even in a really busy place, like I recognize that it's busy and I see that, but I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. It doesn't affect me until it does really. But again, on an, in a situation like that, when all these, you know, when people that you know start coming in like that kind of fades away and it's just like, oh, we're just hanging out. We're having a good time, so on and so forth. And, kind of everything around you doesn't really matter. Is there service industry nights anymore? Because I haven't seen that in a while. It used oh to be goodness. Tuesdays a while <laughs> back. It, uh, so service industry starts to, starts the trends for sure. Yeah. And uh, it used to be Thursdays, which turned into a college night. This is going way back. This is going way back. Going yeah. way back. <laughs> um, and then it happened with, uh, with Sundays when before the park was the park, it was Union Park. Where 219 West is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it started, it was, you could go up there and like Corrupt would be spinning or something like that. And it was the place to be. It was the place to be for if you were in the service industry. Right. You could literally look and you knew if there was somebody you didn't know, it was a one degree of separation. You knew somebody that who did. Right. Um, And it was like awesome. And then it kind of got a, like, I don't want to sound negative, but got infiltrated. But, you know what I mean? By by everybody (laughs) else. Yeah. You know, and now it's turned into this like now it's man, a lot of this now it's shit a lot of show. let me wear a huge hat and wedges and walk in gravel and break my ankle on a Sunday yeah, and I'm still hammered <laughs> from the night before. <laughs> yeah, it's a shit show. It's a shit it really show. It's, it's become totally 100 percent socially acceptable. Wait, so to just get nobody's done hammered. like um, like Tuesday nights or I th- 
I don't think so because I, I honestly think unless a new bar comes along and it's somebody that's like not familiar with the area and it's literally like if somebody came in from, I don't know, Houston or Dallas and opened a bar and like brought staff in from there and they didn't know anybody yeah. to like, I can see them doing a service industry night. But it's kind of, it's whatever night you're in the bar as a service industry night. You know what I mean? Like, no, they're not working. No, I'm, I'm saying like for my and personal places self, have there's no place that I'm going to go that, I mean, part of the etiquette as far as working behind a bar is you don't ask what specials you have. You just go in there like, I'm going to drink this. This is what I drink. Right. I'm going to order it. I'm going to pay what it costs. Right. If I, and generally speaking, which is really, really great about this family dynamic is that you're going to get taken care of on some level. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like service, industry, a, a specific service industry night doesn't necessarily exist anymore because it doesn't have to, right? You don't necessarily oh, need okay, to pull like, like, all right, we need to pull all this. We need yeah. the service industry people here. You kind of go out and do that on your, on your own. You require, not require, you rely on your staff to like, Hey, whenever you're out, like introduce yourself to whoever your server is or to the other bartenders. Let them know where you work. Like it's become this very grassroots kind of thing rather than like, Hey, this is our service. Industry. We got $4 Jameson and dollar Lone Stars and come get blasted. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's just not. You work all, you work all weekend. Come get <laughs> fucked up on Wednesday. Also, yeah. I wonder if like, obviously some of that stuff was going on years ago. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if we're just out of the loop. That, maybe. I'm so <laughs> glad that she said that. Because as soon as I got done talking, I was, I was like, but it might second. still yeah. be like there's still 22. We had service industry night at the Belmont, I think, too. Like right when I first started working there, maybe I it was. I, too. I think we had one night. Fuck, I don't remember. Like, I but know, I remember uh, Prague. Mm-hmm. We still have it on a Tuesday, and then Corrupt was playing on, yep. on those on those Tuesdays. The only other really service industry thing that I know is. The off the wall thing to do at a, that bird and go go do at the W. It is service industry night. Yeah, 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 what yeah, night yeah. is that? Uh, second Tuesday of the month. Are drinks still? Yeah, eight bucks a pop. No, nah, service, it's, it's service industry. They have something going on. But the anyway. last one that I remember being very specific to service industry was, uh, and again, it got you know shat on by everybody else. Was Canvas did like service industry on Wednesdays, and they did like really cheap bottles, which anybody that's in the industry understands that like. Buying a bottle is the most is the stupidest waste of money ever. <laughs> Don't get me started. You know what I mean? It's like this is ridiculous. I know how much this bottle actually costs. <laughs> yes, yes. You know what I, I mean? Just want, I just so, want to sit here with my boys and have a bunch of girls walk up and drink all my shit. There was yeah, always no. really good looking women in Canvas, though. There was. There's, There's good looking people awesome. in there. Period. Yeah. True. True. I but that kind of got that faded away, and obviously Canvas isn't there anymore. But um, that's the last one that I remember distinctly being. Hey, this is a service industry night. What what do you think is the the biggest misconception about bartenders? Kind of what we just talked about that we always party and that and just that general like how you see us behind the bar is how we are in real life or how it's portrayed in any variety of any movie or TV show is how it really is. <laughs> can you do tricks like in cocktail? And it's yeah, right. <laughs> or that or that we sleep all day, and you just, know, and yeah. and aren't, you know. But and I I also think that People may think we drink a lot, but we do. We do drink more than most people. But we, <laughs> we drink more than the average American. But yeah. I think we're also responsible about it, and we're. I mean, well, you know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Most people are just amateurs. That's that's very true. That's when you when we get on the part about pet peeves, we'll get started. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you an earful. Oh, we'll, we'll get into it. Finish your point. <laughs> we'll jump on right into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's. I totally lost my train of thought. Um. The, uh, the misconception misconception about bartending is that you um, 
you know, you that you <laughs> you said cocktail that you can flare and that it's cool and it's not retarded and that and you know all the girls at Coyote Ugly are super hot and used to be cheerleaders can dance and you make <laughs> thousands upon thousands of dollars and you're there until five in the morning drinking taking shots and or that all, we're all whores always and sleep fun. around yeah and it's very incestuous and stuff like that there's yeah. a, there's a lot of them that go around that it's like maybe not you're kind Austin. of just like I, I mean i think just generally speaking you just kind of slough it off you let it you know like roll off your back a little bit you know right, oh, right. okay that's fine that you think that i don't care uh-huh. you know what i mean it's it's the average consumer's opinion of what they think our life is uh-huh. does not matter in any way, shape, or form. Now, if they have a question, now if they're asking, like, so do you stay up like till five every day? And go, no, sweetheart, I don't. It's not. I have. I actually, you know, I'm trying. I'm in school right now. Like, I have my friend Goose is a lawyer who still bartends. He's like, actually, I have a, a client meeting in the morning. Or there's people that do that sell real estate. There's a lot of people that are very multi talented. Yeah, that yeah. Decide. A lot of us have. Like multiple jobs. Yeah, more, yeah so, more often than not, you go yeah. through. I know I went through this phase where I was working two or three jobs, and then I was like, "All right, I'm not ever doing that again." It's too much. And even now, like with just one job, I'm like, oh, "I'm gonna find something to do during the day." You know, yeah. I'll do consulting work or some sort of others. I got, God knows how many graphic designers in Austin. I got a quote: uh, "Will Will Vinson goes, Will turn as alcoholics with a purpose." <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. On that note, I'm, I'm gonna turn on the phones. Um, if you want to call in, say what's up to our guests. Again, I got Cody and from Starbar and Ashley from Bungalow here in the studio. <laughs> so if you want to call in, the number is, is 512-539-0225. If you got comments, questions, uh, we're going to keep talking, but uh, I only take one uh, one call at a time. That's, uh, sometimes I take two or three at a time. It's a shit too show. much. Yeah, too much to handle. I'm already doing all kinds of stuff here. So... Uh, number again is 512-539-0225 if you want to call in uh, with a question, a comment. We're talking about bartending. Now, let's get into it. Let's do it. <laughs> the list is long, I'm sure. Mm. Um, see, I, I always say that um, instead of Ten Commandments, there should have been one. <laughs> do good. Don't suck. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And and, and actually, I was talking to I was talking to Kellen about it. Kiss slice. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's like, ask me any question. I'm like, what's the meaning of life? He goes, just don't, don't be, be an a asshole. Kellen's That's so all. awesome. I don't love be him. an asshole. He goes, <laughs> I fucking love him. He, he goes, Moses should have come down with a rock and just said, don't be a dick <laughs> instead of this big ass tablet with ten things written on it. It'd be so a lot easier. If if you think about you know, you would think that you were raised right. Your mama taught you manners on how to deal with people, especially people who serve you. Like, my mom always tells me, don't fuck with people who serve you. Food or anything else. Yeah. And, but yet, there is this sense of entitlement and this, this sense of, look, I'm here, I'm the one paying your salary, pretty much, because, you know, I choose to be out. I have $50 in my pocket or hundreds of dollars in my pocket, so you're at my service. That's what you call the service industry. And so... There's a lot of things that you guys hear that are fucked up. Uh, I have a list here, but I want y'all to start off. So, uh, I've gone back and forth between calling it the the service industry and the hospitality industry, because uh-huh. um, I, I really do. You know, hospitality is typically result you know res, um, reserved for hotels and things like that. But we're really all one big group. You know, we're, we're there to provide some level of service, which is absolutely accurate. Um, I personally, I've I've had two instances 
that uh, that really kind of like drove it home. Um, well, three now that I think about it is uh, some guy he he ordered a beer. I was uh, this was years ago, uh, and he was like, "Hey, can I get another Coors Light?" And I sure I go, "Sure, no problem." And he goes, "Excuse me," I'm like, "No pro like I, I yes." And he goes, "So before it was a problem for you, but now it's not." And I'm like, "What are you talking about, old man?" And so he was he had this little of separation like you're here to serve me it's this is not a problem for you I'm paying you to do this and I'm like wow like okay like Wait, I, it was, I, some, I, it was yeah. some on some other shit here yeah <laughs> I like, never I, heard that one he like, just sucks at fucking life that dude probably yeah um but then again like I mean if he's if you want to be extremely literal about it he's not necessarily wrong but that's well, just a, it's yeah, just a, it's just a term. It's just a, a it really a, is. It's a, yeah, I could have easily just said sure or be right back. Tell you what, what you don't, what thing. we shouldn't have to do is tiptoe and choose our words. Like as long as you're being kind and you're and you're you're there yeah, and you're serving, person. right? Yes. Uh, so did he say it with an attitude or something, or was he just like, oh, absolutely. Like, oh, see, that's absolutely. the thing. He and was being a kid. I was a younger kid. Yeah, yeah. I was a younger kid, so I don't know if he felt he needed to impart a little bit. Not in the least. He felt that he needed to, you know impart some level of knowledge and education on me that like, well, this is how the world works. Old sport. No, I, bet, it's not. Like, I bet he had tons of experience in the service industry. <laughs> Probably did. Zero. Um, but again, it just goes back to, um, what you said, just, just be nice. Like, yes, we're, we're, we're providing a service, but we also choose to do this. You know, when, when people say like, Oh, why don't you get a real job? That's my, oh, one of my that? biggest things I've all the time. I've never ever had anyone say that to me. <sighs> And I'm really serious? glad it hasn't. And I'm happened. like, what do you th- like? What's your definition of a real job? And a lot of the my mother said it. But. There's a you know, <laughs> <when> you, <laughs> but that's okay. No, that's okay. <laughs> when you you can reach this this group of people that has the the, the pompacity to think that this isn't a real job for very visceral reasons, um, and you go, okay, you can sit down and have a, a conversation with them. Like, what if I have the time? I'll go. What is a real job? And they, if they let it out, it's like, well, and so, well, is it hours? Because I work harder than you. I work more hours than you. So, therefore, my job's more real. Is it the time oh, is of it, day is that it you're the at work? Is it the time of day? Is it the money? Well, then you know, shift work doctors, isn't a real job. Doc, doctors work overnight. Yeah. Firefighters work overnight. EMTs work overnight. Police work overnight. That's a real job. How is my not a real job? Is it money? If you want to have that conversation, I guarantee you can find every bartender in Austin has at one point left a job that they made the most money they ever have and they left it. Right, True. and it's for whatever reason, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And you'd be surprised; you would be shocked to find out how much some people make. And there's a lot of people that that have that's just like kind of their their train of thought is all about money. And I can go, you know, like I'm I made as much money as you did when I was 21. Like this, you're, this is not like just because I'm here and and you're ordering from me and you're giving me direction doesn't mean. That we're in a, a lower class level, like this is yeah, kind of just ridiculous. Because, like, just like, because we're just because we're the one that's here while you're off and you're partying. Yeah, that doesn't mean that we are yeah, off I mean, and partying. I don't know. Like the, it, the, it, the, yeah. the schedule is different. The tire might be different, but you know it's still a respect, a respect, ah, respectable job. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. It's I, just, mean, I mean, it, it, it does. It doesn't go to Nobu, you yeah, know, fancy ass restaurant. It tells the waiter, "Hey, get a real job." Yeah, that's just, that's not a thing. You know what I mean? It's like I don't. Uh, well, what what do you get? Um, you mean like pet peeve, annoying yeah, things? Yeah. Um, I have two main ones. See, I'm and surprised I, you have two because when I told when I told Michelle and Daisha, I, I, I they said, "Oh, I don't know. I have, I have like a 
a couple and I went on my list and they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, that one too. Yeah, yeah. that one too. I mean, I'm sure there's more, but the two that really, really, it just, uh, it just drives me nuts. And it happens every single shift, especially on the weekends, is the string ordering. The what? String ordering, which is like, so someone bellies up to the bar uh-huh. and they're they're waiting and waiting and waiting. Yeah. And they're looking at you and I'm like, I'll be right with you. And I serve three other people and then I go to them and they're like, all right, I need... Three vodka sodas, a thirsty goat, and a gin and tonic. And I quote them what their total is going to be, make their drinks. And I go back and they're like, oh. And they turn around, they look behind them, and then they have to order five more drinks and then five more. So before you know it, there's a 20-drink order that you have to remember in your head to ring in and then re-quote them. So it's string ordering. Like, you need oh. to have your order yeah, they ready. St- they string you along. That's It drives me freaking nuts. And I get that when you're with a big group of people – that it's it's difficult sometimes, especially if you're paying for everything. But like yeah. if I go out and I'm paying for a round of drinks, you bet your ass I know what my order is when I belly up to the bar every single time. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have to say anything anymore. I just walk up. Yeah, right. <laughs> I drink. <laughs> <laughs> I already know what you drink for. I'm switching. By the way, I'm switching to vodka, <laughs> uh, vodka soda. Okay. Because I'm I'm trying to cut on sugar. That's good. That's after, good. After a decade of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can do that for you. Uh, and then the second thing for me is um, the opening and closing of tabs over and over and over again when you could just leave it open. Just leave your tab open. If you're going to have more than one beverage, we give well, your credit card back. We don't hold it. Even better. Uh, I tell people, just use cash. What's wrong with, you know, the time you waste opening a tab, closing a tab, just you know, waiting for your that's turn. That's not close the world it. that we live in. Though. Yeah, like and that's. I don't disagree, but that's just not I mean, how society operates right if, now. If 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 you go to a bar, case in point, last um, last Friday, uh, went to a place that charged cover, five bucks, eight bucks, whatever it was, and here you are with your credit card like a jackass. You have to go to ATM and pay five bucks a fee. I feel like fee. covers are dead now, and that's why people don't realize that they need to bring cash. No, anymore. bring cash, and and honestly. Is it e- it's it's much easier if I just said okay it's uh you know sixteen dollars okay here's a twenty and I'm on my way out. But that's you because you are very aware and you've been in this industry. <clears throat> yeah, but around it. Yeah, but if, if if you think in terms of time, which is really what it's about, it's about you, you know, uh, maximizing your time, making sure yeah. that you know uh, opening and closing a tab could have been. But the fastest way to do it is. Open a tab, a tab and leave the damn thing open. And then the then we don't even need to do any money exchange whatsoever until you're ready to close out. Then you close the tab. It, it's it's I love cash. I love dealing with cash. It's great. But like if you're gonna pay with the card, you just need to just keep your tab open. I don't think what a lot of and again this has it it does it doesn't come back to the consumer, but what a lot of people don't realize is that for every time we run a card, mm-hmm. there's yeah. a service fee uh, associated with it. Which is why there's so minimums. You, so that's why places do minimums. Uh-huh. Um, and a lot of people like balk it. Like, oh, you don't, do you have a minimum? Like they get upset about it. But there's a very specific reason for it. You know, so if you're that guy that's coming in and you have six drinks and you're running your card six times, there's six different fees that go through with that. And when you could have just there ran was. a tab, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a lot easier. Um, and not and to mention at the end of the night, we have to manually enter every single credit card slip so if you even know what ones oh yeah (laughs) so if everybody were to just you know leave their tab open rather than swiping the same card four or five times then that would be one time having to enter a credit card you know tip rather than five times Uh so it's just yeah 
Bring cash, people. <laughs> Old school. So Old school. I'm gonna talk about something that, uh, that Ashley said about like the string orders. Um, my my thing is, I, I used to get really upset about something, uh, or Go just ahead. things in general. Um, I've tried really, really hard, actually, kind of at this point. Like, you know what? People are gonna do this. Mm-hmm. I understand that it exists, and they don't know what's going on. Don't let it ruin if your it's, night. If it's if it's a Friday night or a Saturday night, I'm just gonna go. Okay, like, I'm just gonna keep keep going and forget about them, right? right. And if given the opportunity, like, hey man, next time just try to have your whole order. It'd be a lot more efficient for both of us if you could. But it's when somebody comes to the bar, they they jockey for your attention, and then they turn around. Because they're not That's, ready. That is easily my biggest one. Yeah. Like that will I will walk away if somebody's like, "Hey, bud," I'm like, "What's up, man? Hey, yeah, can I get a, a vodka soda?" And they turn. Oh around, yeah, I'll turn around too. And I go, "Okay, I'm gonna go to somebody yeah. else." Like it's and it's not even that. It's so it's such an easy fix. You know what I mean? Like you knew you were gonna get that person a drink. And that's why it's great to go out with bartenders is because if I'm going out, if I'm with four people, I'm going to go, uh, yeah, I need four Miller Lights. Yep. If somebody goes like, I drink vodka soda. Well, this is a Miller Light This here. is what you're getting. <laughs> this, is, this is my round. We're doing this is shots. We're doing Jameson. Shut up. You know what I mean? Like you grin and bear it. Um, but there's any, any list of anything that uh, is a pet peeve or kind of gets under your skin. It exists and it's a real thing. But at this point, like I said, after doing it for 13 years, I kind of have to go, okay. Like, this is going to happen. Okay, I have to take it. It's a, like fighting I, a losing battle. Like, you should, you're never going to be able to get yeah. rid of it no, completely. No, but, uh, I, you know, I think that, that goes back to what you were saying earlier, you do have the right. You're the one in power there. That's, I think that's what Lauren said when I, Lauren McKenzie, when I mm-hmm. had her on. She's like, I'm, I basically have control over what you're, um, what you're drinking, and I can easily cut you off. If you're being if you're being an ass, I can ignore you for five minutes and go to somebody else. Mm-hmm. So I would, the control is it, it is. I mean, I don't want to say a power trip, but it is. You have control over all of that, so you don't have to accept that kind of behavior at all. And but for the most part, I feel like people who come to the bar to hang out and party and drink and order drinks, they don't walk up to the bar saying, "I'm going to piss this bartender off." No, I don't. really think it's there's just not self awareness. Um, and they've never been on the other side of it. So I really, for, I honestly don't think it's ever malicious. Some people are just dicks. Yes, there's, you know, that percentage of people. But, yeah. But it's, it's the service industry. It's about service. Okay. So that's what, that's what kind of sets you apart is, that is, is good service. And part of, part of growing up and, and becoming more mature in this industry is realizing right. that, like, is that people are going to do this and I still... It benefits me to still give them good service. Yeah. All right. So if you're out there and, and intentionally, if somebody gets under your skin that much, yes, you do have the wherewithal to ignore them or pour them a shitty drink or whatever. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, that only it really only affects you. They can go and get pissed off and leave, and they're out of your life forever. But that could come. That comes back in in a couple of different ways. A, your tip, right? That's what we're working for. That's right, how right, we make right. our money, right? If you're if you try to you know manipulate and go in this power struggle with somebody it, more often than not, it's not going to end up in your favor. Mm-hmm. And then secondary to that, like you have, you, you work for somebody, all right? If you're just a bartender, you have a manager and your manager has an owner and you have investors that you have to answer to. Yeah. If it gets back to that, Hey, this bartender is a dick because of one incident, like you can lose your job. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, like you get, let's say you get fired. Like, Hey, this guy said that you were, you know, you told him, hey, don't ever fucking turn around when you order from me. Know your order. Yeah. I go, okay, well, yeah. It's like I didn't say it like that. I was like, hey, man, it doesn't matter at that point. And all of a sudden you're out, you're 
without a job going, all right, well, I have to go some work somewhere. You go to somewhere that you know somebody, and they're like, hey, well, why did you just leave this place? Like, oh, I got fired because of this reason. And all of a sudden, immediately, that is, that's like, <laughs> that's on your permanent record. Yeah. That, yeah, like, he, yeah, you know what I mean? Also so it's, everybody. Yeah. So it's about service. And so it's a really rare and beautiful moment that you get to educate somebody. No, and when and they I, actually take it well, if you do it the right yeah. way, they they're like, you know what? Thank you for telling me that, man. I never, you know, yeah. I never knew that. I had a guy. Uh, this was uh, this was at Swift's. He, he ordered one of the cocktails and he came and he goes, "This is the worst cocktail. I don't want this anymore." And I go, "I was like, let me try it." And I'm like, "Maybe they screwed up somewhere." And it was exactly what it was supposed to be. And I had a conversation with him. I was like, "Hey, man, I just want to let you know this is exactly how it's supposed to taste. So it's not that it's a bad cocktail. It's just that not what you wanted. And I really want you to have what you want." And he's mm-hmm. like. That's a really interesting yeah. way of looking at it. Okay. And he's like, I'm going to I'm gonna remember that. And he was like, he was some guy from New York. And I was like, I'm probably never going to see him again. But he comes back like every three or four months and I see him again. Uh-huh. And he was like, this is what I like. Give me what I like. I'm like, ha, ah, this guy. Right? <laughs> you know? But again, it's like if you can, my mom was my greatest student because she tips in cash. She knows that like you have to report your credit card tips. And so she always pays with a credit card, and she tips in cash, and she knows how to tip properly. Smart mm-hmm. mama. You know? And so it's nice. like, if you have the ability and, and the, the scenario, and the, it, it works out in the right time frame, that you can educate somebody on, on bar etiquette. Like, hey, look, this is how you should act. This is how you should order, so on and so forth. It's a really great thing, because I, you just created a better customer for everybody. Yeah, exactly. And they really appreciate I don't think they want to come into the bar and be an asshole and be a, a, someone that the bartender dreads. I don't think people really... I mean, for the most for part. The most for, part. For, for the yeah. most part. I mean, I, uh, I'm on the other side, and I watch, and I see a lot of um, people being obnoxious and, you know, just snapping the fingers and all of that. And I'm just like... That's one thing. I'm going to stop you right there. Very rarely does a guy that looks like me get snapped at. Yeah. But when I see, like, if me and Ashley work together and somebody snapped at Ashley, I would go over there and go, dude, you don't do that. This is this is this is that's when you absolutely cross the line. Yeah, and you go or you grab somebody when you have cocktails and they get grabbed. Yeah. I go, hey man, I, I understand you're just trying to get your attention. There was no real malice there, but don't do that. No, don't and do that's it. the end of the conversation. Right, but you're saying this after years in the business, yeah. like you back in your twenties, and you know, you probably snapped a few times. You know, your 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 fuse was probably not that that. Oh long. no! Oh, yeah, 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 and, and it, so, but. You know, some someone who just now who's twenty one, twenty two, who's working at Soho or one of those joints, and is like, dude, I I deal with drunk people every weekend, and you know they get on my nerves. But you you could say, well, what why the fuck are you a bartender? If, <laughs> if yeah, it's like that's that's gonna it's, that's gonna be the norm. You need to understand that there, there's a way to deal things, a way to deal with things, and a way not to. Yeah. And once you kind of understand that, you can either make the choice to go forward or find something else. Well, and you can, Mm -hmm. and just, you know, tenure and and being, doing it for a certain amount of time, you kind of, right when you start, you don't know what to expect. You don't really know what's necessarily acceptable. You know, like I put up with a lot more shit at the beginning Mm -hmm. than Uh I do now. Um, Like the grabbing and inappropriateness and stuff like that. Just because first of all, I wasn't very confident at the very beginning of this whole thing, you know? So I was just kind of like always flustered. But once you kind of get that calm and you feel comfortable behind the bar and you know proper etiquette and you know that you're making drinks correctly and your coworkers are and you know that everyone's being professional, then, you know, you kind of feel like you have the right to not not be rude or give shitty service, but to to speak up and correct 
not in a you know condescending way. Yeah. It's Even not too it's often that you don't that you're that somebody you know treats you subhuman. You know, like yeah. You're my. I always said like when people used to get who wants know, to fuck with you anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> want to fuck with Cody? Look at him. <laughs> Fucking yeah. lumberjacks gonna jump over the bar and whoop your ass. You don't even I have no idea what's gonna happen to you. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'll take everybody's money. Yeah, yeah there you go. That's for what sure. I'm here for. Ever uh, had a situation where you really had to, you know, step up and check someone? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> alone. I'll have certain people. It's, there's certain ticks that I have with people where I really, really have to watch myself. Like I can feel myself getting upset. Yeah, um, like you know those people, or it's just like no, just just I just mean a type of person, okay. um, certain things, and I have to really check myself and and not not be bitchy and lose my job. But it's happened before. Oh yeah, I've snapped a couple times, handful. Oh god, I don't know if I want to go into it. Why? <laughs> there were people there. Um, at Upper Decks, I snapped a lot. Oh yeah, that's right. You were Upper Decks. That fucking place, man. It was <laughs> Cody. He's shaking his head. Did you had you been in there? Did you mm-hmm. ever come in there? It was yep. a shit show. I, I I enjoyed working there because I loved the staff, and I bartended. We worked very long hours there, so you get there at four and you close. You don't have a bar back. You don't have a, yeah. you know anybody helping you. So it's a lot of work. We had to mop and stock beer and everything ourselves. But you know, I mean, we make good money over there. We had service industry people coming at the end of the night, but there were just. The, oh god we had some really interesting parties there sometimes just kind of grasping like fights for and whatever stuff? yeah yeah we had um you know they were kind of hard up for people in there so they would just take on any party i remember yeah imaginable <clears throat> i'm talking we had poker nights that were just a shit show hot mess poker nights are never fun and never. it was just yeah they were granted i loved the poker guys the guys who ran the poker nights they, they were amazing they tipped well they were fantastic customers but the riffraff that gets brought in on these poker nights is very interesting sometimes all right cody when, uh, when the, I, I gotta i gotta know that story so <laughs> the, one of the hundreds the the one that i giggled at was actually so typically you know if if you're either you know working security or you're the male bartender or you're the manager um more often than not it's your job to kick somebody out or cut them off right right right, right. um I, I give full carte blanche to, to anybody if I'm if I'm if I'm operating a bar like if you feel that you should cut somebody off cut them off and go hey sorry you're done and go on and then tell somebody and it's handled mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so alligator grill and it was just this old man and I was really nice to him um, and he goes I was like hey sir I'm sorry you're kind of you're, you know bothering some of the customers think maybe it's time you just go home um, and he's like what, what? no <laughs> not going anywhere. I was like, okay. So like, I took his I took his beer away from him. Went back inside. Said, all right, this is what's going on. Went back out, and I was like, sir, look, it would just be a lot easier if you just you know, stopped bothering people and left. And he looked at me dead in the eye what, and was, what, what was serious. He doing? What was he doing? He was like, he was going up to other tables and other bar patrons while they're trying to eat. While they're trying to eat and having really weird conversations with them. And, <laughs> he's an know. old drunk. Yeah, he's just old. Back old, old in crazy uh, World War Two, and <laughs> uh, I mean, there was there was one lady that's like, I think he said he wanted to try to take me home, and blah blah blah. Okay, and he looked at me, turned around, looked at me square in his eyes, pulled a knife on me, and oh, said, "I'm a goddamn good customer. I'm not going anywhere." And I go, "Okay." 
Well, You're a great customer. Yeah, yeah, but before that statement, you might have just been a little old drunk, but then you pulled a knife on me. So now you're kind of not that anymore. Yeah. Um, and I felt really terrible because he was a little bit older dude. Um, and I was, you know, young and hot headed, but I was relatively cool. But I escorted him out. And as I put him out the door, I literally like picked him up and dropped him out the door. He landed on his own two feet, walked and tripped over a little like parking barrier. And some customers were coming in. They're like, you just pushed that old dude. I was like, that old dude tried to stab me. (laughs) So even if I had, totally fine. (laughs) Don't even care. Um, And of course, he like tried to climb the fence back up on that. I was like, dude, go home. To persistent. I was like, man. I'm a uh, great customer. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. there's been, I mean, there's been instances in, in more bars and stuff that I actually, a, a really good friend of mine, Casey, I actually had to, <laughs> I had to choke him out and drag him out of a bar. Um, and granted, uh, Casey's a very honest person. He was, he was like, ah, that guy looks at me wrong one more time. I'm going to hit him. I go, Casey, don't do that. And then he looked at him one more time and he hit him. And I was like, well, shit, okay. And so I went and I got behind Casey. I was like, I got to drag you out of here. He goes, okay. And okay. Just, <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, man. Like, it's just, there's a, there's a, a, a wrong and incorrect way to, to kick people out and cut people off. And I've been thanked before for kicking people off or cutting people off. Like, ah, oh, thanks, man. I probably should go home. I'm like, thank you. I'm glad you realized that. You're more than welcome to come back any other time. Um, and there's only really one way to do it initially. Yeah. Is to be like, hey, you've had a little bit too much to drink. This can be a liability. We're just going to ask you to leave. Like, just that's the only way to do it at first. But yeah. then just shit goes awry. Yeah. I, I, I kind of honestly, I kind of want to see a pissed off Cody one time. I uh, can't even imagine seeing I, I, I can't even. I, I can't got a little, either. I got a little irked uh, last Sunday. This guy came in and he was, he was trying to fight, uh, try to start fights at Woodrow's. Came over here and a guy followed him was like, hey, this guy was trying to f- start fights. I recommend you not serving him, blah, blah, blah. And this guy started running his mouth. I was like, hey, look, man, actually, I know everybody that works over there. I know the owners. They're, they're you know, good friends of ours, our neighbors. Just if, you're just if you'll just be cool, you can stay here. Yeah. And he, he was like, man, fuck those guys. And I was like, I even, I even opened a beer, and he kept running his mouth. And I was like, man, all right, you're done. Sorry. Get the fuck out. Took his beer. I was like, look, dude, just go, go anywhere else. You can literally go anywhere else. Just leave. Yeah. And then. Was he by himself? He or? was by himself. Oh. <laughs> and then he started then he started kind of talking and I'm behind the bar and he just kind of starts talking shit and he's like I know this motherfucker's not real you came from Texas you can't even look me in the eye blah blah blah, blah. I was like uh, I was born and raised in Driftwood Texas but like you can leave just leave just leave it's real easy just <laughs> left foot take, right they foot can't like do, they, can't they can't do, do it. it but there was something about that way and the, seeing a, a 32 year old white dude going you're not real is hilarious <laughs> It hey. was for black folks only. <laughs> only black folks. You ain't real. You I'm ain't like, down. You ain't bad. I'm like, that's you're adorable. Stop. <laughs> um, but for some reason, and uh, I've had uh, you know, this entirely different podcast and conversation. Um, why Texas has this level of pride about being from where you are? It's kind of a it's it's kind of funny, but it's a very real thing. Yeah, you know, there's you know Texas. Or you're born and raised. There's Texas history, and you you know what your flag is. There's more people outside of Texas that know what the Texas flag is than yeah. they know. Our capital is bigger than the other one. You know. Yeah. Um. So for some reason, when he said that, I was like, "You motherfucker!" Like that. That just. Oh. Did it. Um, uh, of course, I didn't say anything, but like, I started getting nerve. goosebumps. I'm like, that's son of a bitch. bitch. Oh. Yeah. And of course, I had other guests. And, you and don't know there, me. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> did and you? They, uh, so you kicked him out? Did you? Or you just left? Yeah, I just left. Man, see, it, it would have been with like five of his boys. No, it would have. It yeah. would have turned into something else. I had to kick a guy out of um, 
at a bungalow one day and it was during my happy hour shift. I was there alone because, you know, I'm there, mm-hmm. you know, not alone. There's people everywhere, but like I was the one that was going to be in charge of kicking people out. And it was this, this older gentleman looked possibly transient, homeless, something, but he had money and he came in and he sat down and he was very polite at first. And, um, he didn't try and talk my ear off or didn't creep me out or anything. <clears throat> And then he just had maybe a beer or two, a couple Lone Stars, and went from zero to 60. Like, I'm talking lunatic. <laughs> and he was harassing my other customers, and he was just being an asshole, talking over everybody, slurring, missing teeth. I mean, this yeah. poor dude. And it smelled <laughs> terrible. He was offensive. I was like, dude, you have to go. I was like, you need to, you have to go. I was like, you're offending people. I'm sorry. And he went immediately to like defense mode and started, you little whore. (laughs) (laughs) You must not be from around here because you're not very nice. And I was like, same exact thing. And and it bothered me and pissed me off. And I'm like, I'm going to let this old drunk homeless man piss me off today. And I finally just put my foot down and I was like, look, you got to go. Like, period. And then the dude that was sitting next to him, one of my uh, customers, escorted him out. But. Some people just say, don't want to take no for an answer. I've kicked more people out of bars that I'm just in than I have working. Oh. <laughs> I believe take that. it into your own hands. I believe that. Yeah. Can't yes. help it. Can't help it. Yes. But Somebody see, get that guy out of here. I got it. I got it, yeah. <laughs> I can't do this at my work. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'll take pleasure out of doing oh, that. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. All right, I want to get into, uh, well, let me tell you my, my biggest pet peeve, and it's probably one of yours, too. Um, I cannot stand people standing at, like, uh, standing at the bar, talking. I, I, I see. So for certain bars, uh, that can be wildly inconvenient. Yes, but again, it's it's a very it's it's a very thin line. It's like they're at the bar, they have drinks, they like. No, they're totally within their right to no, stay in there at the bar. They are. No, unless they you are. have unless you have a big neon sign that says "Don't fucking stand here." Yeah. Or you can go, "Hey guys, this is actually a service well. I need my cocktails or something to come up here." Anything outside of that, uh, you kind of come across a little rude. You know what I mean? Like, "Hey guys, y'all mind moving so these guys can get some drinks?" Like, even that, as polite as it is, that, still mean, I, like I'll tell what? Them. Like, it's like, what am I doing wrong? Like, I have to move? Like, do I have to leave? Like, yeah. somebody's gonna take it the wrong way. Actually, um, I do it all the time, and even uh, and I'm patient. One thing you probably know about me is I you don't, are very patient. I don't really, I don't need to have my drink right away, and I respect what you guys do. But if there's a group of people who's just standing at the bar just because it's a cool thing, and they're just talking, I don't, I don't care what the fuck they're talking about. I can be just like, hey, are you are you ordering? Are you ordering for your drink? Or are you closing your tap? And well, I see, just, can, I, can I just get through it real quick? That's yeah. on the customer Those side. So if I was uh, a customer and I'm on and I sit and I'm like I can't get through here, I would go. I'm gonna tap them. Most of them like, hey guys, mind if I squeeze in here and order yeah, a beer yeah, real yeah. quick? And then I'll back right out. Like I have no like they're there, they're drinking, they're hanging out. It's a bar. They're allowed to do that. Yeah, it is a pet. That's why it's a pet peeve. Like they still do it. But, but once again, it's this whole. It's right back to that same thing and that self awareness and not like understanding, like. The other side of the bar, right? Like, and and customers who are who are, have been coming there for a while or who've been in the scene for a while, like we all know, when you order a drink and there's people behind you, you should move out of the way. But you know, I don't think like once again, I don't think they're doing it with any malice or to yeah. to be. Dicks. I mean, I've I've ordered drinks from like behind the people who are at the bar. Well, so that's that's I'm where good. it benefits, like knowing your bartenders and yeah. and, mm-hmm. and going to places where you like because you can see somebody walk in, you know, 
Like I can, we have a we have a fantastic group of regulars at Starbar that have been very loyal to to Starbar before we were there. Mm-hmm. You know, Starbar has been around since at least '95, and they were you know been coming there since '96, and they still even after the change in ownership and remodels and everything, they still come there. Right, and it's people that you know we start them tabs without a credit card, and we know their names, we know what they drink, um, because they know what they drink, um, and it's it's kind of a nice thing to it's a it's very rewarding as a as a customer as a guest to to know that I can go in there and get a drink at any point in time. They know how I like it, they know what I like, yep, um, and it's re- and it's easy for me. That's, yeah. that's very very rewarding, and on the customer side too, I'm I'm not that customer. I, I change what I drink all the time. I like craft beer, I like whiskey, I like everything, so. I mean, if somebody came in and like cracked me a Coors Light, I'm gonna drink it. I'm gonna go, thanks, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then I'm gonna get, I'm gonna stop them before the next one. You know, and go, hey, uh, yeah. No, I gotta this say, was, dude, this was Cody eight years ago. This is different now. You know? <laughs> Changing I, it up. I, I gotta say, it was good for a while to walk in bungalow and they should have had my drink on, sitting on the sitting side there of the waiting bar. for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean, it it is. Um, actually, before we get into this, uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. Uh, if you want to call in, I need some callers. Give me your. Uh, your pet peeves or what kind of patron you are at the bar. How do you treat bartenders? All that good stuff. The number is 512-539-0225. Call in with comments and all that stuff. All right. Uh, yeah. So this is to me, this is, a, you know, years in the making to where I could, you know, go to pretty much any bar. And the thing is, I don't order from people I don't know. That's that's my thing. And, and if it's uh, especially dudes. That I don't know. I don't know. And it's something. It's something about ordering from um, to the whole staff is a bunch of dudes, and then I see them. They're just trying to, you know, holler at, at the girls and all that stuff. I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. I go to the bar where I know someone, you know, and then. And I feel like the bars where you do know people, like for instance, Star Bar, Bungalow, places like that. I think the staff at these places is. We've all been around for a while, and yeah. we all know each other, and we're all we're. It's not a lot of that douchey shit going on. There's not, but I also uh, to to completely play devil's advocate and, agree, and disagree with you. I think if you go to a bar specifically for someone and they're not there, yeah, like for you to go in there, for me to go into bungalow and if there happens to be somebody working there that I don't know, and I go in, I was like, oh, is Ashley your date here? They're like, no, man. Okay, well, I'm here. I'm still gonna order, and then I'm gonna say, hey, my name is Cody. I'm friends with them. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sorry I missed them. You know what I mean? Like, like make that connection to where it, it becomes a thing that you don't have to go to a certain bar on a certain day because that's when that person works. Right, but I mean, you know what I mean? Ch- chances are, I mean, I have no problem ordering from other guys at, at Bungalow. I can't say I know all of them, but the thing is, it's if I see um, that kind of attitude, like it just, I, I'm patient, mm-hmm. but I'm only patient to a certain to point. A, to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah. like I, I understand that if it's you guys, I mean, if it's, Three minutes, I don't care. But if the dude, I'm, I'm be standing there and the dude is just talking to talking the chicks, to chicks. And I'm just like, well, fuck it. I mean, I had money to spend. Yeah, that, too I mean, bad. That's, that's something yeah. entirely different altogether. That, that goes back to his his level of service sucks. Right. Yeah. But I mean, w- one thing I used to do all the time, and I think uh, that's my tip, I guess, uh, what is to just go to a bar when it's not busy. Or when it's dead. I used to walk in Lucky Lounge and there was nobody no in there. No one in there. <laughs> nobody in there. Yep. And I would just shoot the shit. You know, talk to Scott would be at the at the front. Yeah. You know, you and Nari were behind there. And so, and just, just talk to him. 
Well, that's what's it's incredibly even now, you know, 13 years in, and, and you want to say that I've, I've seen it all, done it all. It's still incredibly demoralizing for somebody to come in and kind of look around and like, all right, let's go somewhere else. I'm like, you like, we need people. To what make, what I want to, I want to know what's going through your, yeah. your mind at that point. Like, were you looking for somebody specific? Are you at the wrong bar? Or are you, did you literally just walk in to like, it's dead. Use our bathroom. Like, what's going on? It's dead. So you know we, I mean? we need a. But I think that's it's that that's the social stigma, you know that so that people have to be. It's like, oh, I need to be somewhere where there's a lot of people. I'm like, you know, not always. No. Yeah. Not always. It's actually really nice to go to a bar and actually sit at the bar. I've worked at several bars. Star Bar is one of them. That on Friday nights we take the chairs away from the bar. That's so what we do at Bungalow too. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if you go there Monday through Thursday, you can sit your ass down right at the, bar. At the bar. It's the best. It's my favorite yeah. time to go that's when there's <laughs> no one there. Yeah. You can sit that, at the that's bar. That's why. That's why bartenders go out on. You asked about service Sunday nights earlier. Like well, they always do it on Wednesday. It's like yeah, because we're off. We can go to a bar and sit and at have a bar conversations and, like, and hear. Yeah. Yes, not and introduce yourself other. and get to know someone. Yeah. And the next time they remember you. Yeah. You know, and they know what you drink, and uh, you can just be behind, like, three rows of people and just mm-hmm. go like this, and they see you, and then you get served first. It, it goes a long way. That, that That's what I'm saying. And and just, you know, there's a lot of amateurs, and, and I think weekends are just amateur nights. It's people are out because it's some someone's birthday. It's a bachelorette party, a bachelor party. So this is... <laughs> I'm, I'm completely backtracking. What? Um, pet peeves. So, so you said it's it's amateur hour. Um, there's the, there's a wild misconception that oh, if you mix, you know, oh, I've been drinking wine all day. I better stick with it. It's a crock of shit. You know, just drink. But <laughs> know what you drink. Know how to drink. Mm-hmm. That's why we love old regulars because I know that Nathan drinks Jack and Coke on Sundays. He drinks beer. I know that because he knows what he drinks. Mm-hmm. Know what you, even if everybody with you doesn't know what they want, if they want to switch it up, that's fine. But but fucking, know but what, you, know want what you want to drink. And a lot of the time, I mean, when a, when a grown man comes up to the bar and says, "What's good? Make me something good." And I and we get this a lot. We get <laughs> this a you, lot. Good for me. And I can even handle oh, it coming from a woman more than I can a dude because I'm like, "How are you fucking 35, 40 years old?" And don't know what you want to drink. Like you're asking a you know this little blonde chick behind the bar what your ass needs to drink. I don't understand. And I'm like, then I always just say, just give me some direction. I don't know, just you know something good. Surprise me. I'm like, do you want bourbon? Do you want fucking yeah. vodka? <laughs> I think Jack Daniels is good. So here's oh, a oh, shot yeah. of Jack Daniels. What do you drink? Oh, I don't want Miller Lite and Jameson. Come on, man. Like it's just, <laughs> it's, just no, it's not. It's not even no. It's not even knowing. What you want? It's just knowing how to drink. Just no, it's 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 real fucking easy. It's real easy. It's it's one thing to go to places. I'm gonna use Starbucks as an example. We're well, we're more on the the craft beer side. Um, yeah. So people are gonna have questions like, oh, what do you have on tap today? Or, ooh, I like you know, what do I want? Uh, I want a beer. Like, okay, let's get. It's not the soap opera. And one's not just gonna fucking appear in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what you want. What do you like? Right. And if, it's great because it kind of dives into that level like, of service. I'm not like, a tequila guy. You know. But- and I love it when somebody and comes said up. That perfect. Give me some level of direction. Yeah, you know I mean, like, give me you know, good for you or good for me or good for this girl that just ordered a fucking three olives loopy. I'm gonna give this to your fucking forty five year old ass and yeah. you're gonna drink it and shut up because you didn't couldn't. Specify. I'll just give him a glass of milk. Even when people oh, come yeah. up, I even love it when people a come warm up and glass, they're like, "I would love to have warm, warm glass of milk." milk. <laughs> there you go, because you're a child and you don't know what you want. I like it when people come up and they're like, "Hey, do you have craft beers?" Um, I 
gravitate toward five one toward IPAs. I always go straight to five one two. Um, I gravitate toward IPAs. That's awesome. Like, ask questions about the beer, but like, tell us sort of you like a pills. Do you like a you know a lager? Like, what kind of beer do you like? What about my my? Uh, I'm guilty of this. Uh, the shots. I don't know names of shots, so I stick to shots that have one name. Fireball. That's that was easy <clears throat> back in the day. Uh, Red Snapper. That was easy, and then there was the whole iced tea thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, Firefly. Yes, Firefly. Firefly. That's right. I just drink the shit up. Me yeah, too. I know. <laughs> I know. And then it just came and went. No, but and uh, and so I stick to stuff I know. So when people ask me, "Hey, uh, you want to do a shot?" I'm like, I, uh, that one." But I don't know, you know, all the little fancy ass names and all that. For the most part, they don't have fancy ass names anymore, though. I mean, they, they still they still exist, and that's what's <laughs> what's fun. One of the if I'm going off the rails here, sorry. Go ahead. What I enjoy the most is like is literally giving people shit, but in like in a playful kind of way. Yeah. So when somebody <laughs> comes up and goes, uh, uh, I'll have a Long Island iced tea, a mojito, and a Cape Cod. I go, did you just read a cocktail book in your car? <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck kind of order is that? You know, you're Kuba like, Libre. this is your first day out. <laughs> like you crawled out of a fucking bomb shelter and you're like, wow, it's the world we live in. Where are the flying cars? You're an idiot. <laughs> You know what I mean? It's much simpler than that. It really, really is. Oh, my God. You know, so, so when somebody true. comes up and like, oh, can I get a purple gecko? Or they're going to ask for something weird. And that's the, to layer on top of it, they're going to go like, oh, well, they make it over there. And I'm like, you can I make it anywhere. I don't work there. <laughs> so if you give me some shot that some place in fucking Nashville made for you for your 21st birthday, I probably don't fucking know what it is. Like, <laughs> what? What, what, what was in it? And I'm like, I don't know. It's good. <laughs> What color was it? Give me a, can you give me a color. If you can give me a color, I'll get close. Well, that wasn't it, but it was good. What was that called? I'm like, I don't. It was a bunch of shit. It doesn't have a name. Yeah, they always want don't, to know what. The, yeah, what, no. What, what, what's the, what do you call that? Ah, <laughs> uh, I just made it up. Yeah, you told me to give you something good, and I, I put a bunch of shit good. in here for you. <laughs> this is called good. <laughs> you want something good? Here's good. There it is. <laughs> but I mean, do people actually look look up? I mean, I see, for example, like a brew exchange, they have this, they have the ticker, they have the list. Most bars have from one of a menu, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do people actually look at those? Absolutely. People definitely look at the ones we have at Bungalow above. Oh, yeah. We all, above we all have the, the, the big ass chalkboards up there. Yeah. And we have mad specialty cocktails that are really good, but, the, you know. Well, if you know what you drink and, you know, stick to yeah. that. Yeah. Well, it's all fine and good. I mean, to, I'm one of those guys that are like, if somebody comes up to me, what can you go, I'll go, I'll lead with, I'm sorry, I don't know what I want. Go away. Yes. Like I will. I when I know what I want, and if you're back, I will still continue to wait because I yeah. I know that I'm gonna be that person right now, you know. But for the most part, I you know there's you know five things that I drink, you know. And one of them rotates is like if it's it's gonna be you know crap beer, whiskey, or I, I drink absolute mandarin and soda if I'm feeling frisky, <laughs> sweet tea and water, whiskey and beer. Like that's it, you know. So it's like oh, if I want a beer, that's when it's gonna well, be like hey, let me look at your taps real quick. I'm sorry. I want to know what you have. But you you communicate. You're yeah. like, hey, yeah, I'm not yeah, ready. Yeah. But what if they know what they want and it's some like crazy ass mixture that takes you 10 minutes to make? Yeah, you make it. Gotta make it. Wow. I yep. like it. That's know. why that costs more money. Yeah. Yeah. The whole, the, the first time I went to um, a mixologist. Okay, bar, stop immediately. What? So it wasn't I'm, here. It was in Dallas. So 
<laughs> Fourth pet peeve of Cody is is, is the term oh, mixology. Is the term mixology? Mixologist. A drink artist. Mixology came from, and for anybody out there that calls himself a mixologist, what the fuck ever. <laughs> mixologist came from a 1950s New Yorker article that the guy was he was one of the one of the writers was sitting in a bar uh-huh. and it was I think it was like Harry's in New York, um, and was waiting to just get like a drink. He was like, I'm just waiting and waiting waiting. And I, he goes, yeah, I asked the bartender, and he was like, what are you doing? He's like, well, I'm making this gentleman a rum and coke. And it's like, it's taking you that long? So he fancied himself a mixologist. So he was making fun of a shitty bartender. That's where the term mixology came from. I didn't know oh, that. Oh, nice. I just learned something. So hey, it's like, y'all heard everybody. <laughs> so I was like, I'm a mixologist. So anybody that says, like, I'm a mixologist, I'm like, I want to. I want to emotionally punch you in your temple <laughs> because it's like you shouldn't call your because. But again, it's a, it started as, as satire and now it was a very real mainstream thing that old curmudgeon me just has to deal with. And that's fine. As long as you understand that that's, there's no such thing as mixology. mixology. You're, right? you're, what did you study? You didn't study anything. For there to be an ology, the you analogy, have to be an ist. Ology is, is a study, yeah. You're, are you, you're a mixist? <laughs> I'm a drink artiste. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a beverage artist. You know, it's it's more about going back to the you know when when myself and 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 Jeff Hammond, who's the bar manager over at Swifts, when we you know when we were opening Swifts to kind of what do we want our identity to be as far as the bar goes? It's like kind of want to get back to that what an old school bartender was, and not the guy that you know oh, he's a therapist, talk to him about anything, but just like knew what you wanted to drink, and guided you in the right direction, was jovial, you know, sports scores, stuff like that, but wasn't there was such, and I've said it you know today already once there was such a level of pompacity between play at places you know in austin and other of like they wouldn't like they would just kind of look at you and expect you to tell me what you want person and i will craft you this amazing drink so you blessed upon me from the gods and you're lucky to have it you're like <laughs> yeah. fuck off dude <laughs> you're wanted- just pouring booze man <laughs> you really are if you had like if and- you had a one of those you know the suits they used to wear, bow tie, and then the whole time they just the whole time they're just uh, drying the glass. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. kind of look. No, yeah, put the put the sleeve cuffs <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah. Okay. and, and like, there's a towel on your on your forearm. That's great. <laughs> I mean, what would you like, sir? Yeah. Right away, sir. That's great. I mean, and that's Alfred. all fine and good. And and everything and my my credo for the most part in life is everything has its place, you know. And so those bars are going to exist. Those people are going to exist. You know, it's kind of your choice to if within this industry and, you know, mm-hmm. the world of drinking, if you're going to, you know, succumb to it or acknowledge it or not is your choice. I'm just saying for me, it's kind of fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> and I love craft cock. That's the shitty thing is I love like I, it's great. You know, there's you can go in there and like, oh, wow, this is, Whistler is a perfect example that took that craft movement. Yeah. And applied real world you know, modern levels of service to it, you know? I just remember every sip I took, I was like, mm, a dollar. Yeah, right? <laughs> I've always gotten good cocktails at Whistler's, too. Yeah. And there's a way to do it. I mean, the whole, with the whole egg yolk and all egg whites and all this mm-hmm. stuff, like, you don't have to be a douche just because you're putting some cool ingredients into a drink. You don't. There's no reason for it. Yeah. yeah. You don't have to think that you're better. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. I've known some really solid bartenders from Fridays that are a lot better than you. Yeah. And I mean, there's a market for it all. Nathan Nyberg. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's switch gear. We've been talking for an hour of 13 already. Um here's what I want to I want to get into um the whole male female bartender thing. 
because we have uh, you guys are representatives mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the first time I, I have a male bartender and a female bartender so um, there's a statistic that says that um, 60% of all American bartenders are female so which is understandable however do you think that um, damn it I lost my that's my train of thought. Let me look at my notes. Yeah, do you think is that like a uh, question of uh, appeal, or is you know guys are going to be out to drink? So if you're if you got big tits, then you know it helps. There's of a couple of different trains of thought, um, and me and Christos have had this conversation before. Um, it started with what bar did you work at that you made the most money? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I was like, oh, it was, it was, you know, probably this one. He goes, who did you work with? And I was like, oh, it was guaranteed. It was Wednesday nights with me and Carew is when I made the most money. It's like, so is you another guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He goes, mine was this place in Seattle. And it was all dude staff. That's when I made the most money. But there's this very, and I don't disagree with it that you should have a girl behind the bar mm-hmm. because I think generally speaking, there's going to be more individual guys. A guy will go out to drink by himself or two guys will go out to drink by themselves. Whereas girls are less likely to do so. Yeah. Right. Right. And so having a girl behind the bar guarantees that those guys that are coming in may stay a little bit longer. Now it's great to have both. Obviously like, I don't know if I could ever work in a place with all female staff. (laughs) Um, uh, I'm Uh, not saying that I wouldn't. I'm saying I, I, I absolutely would give the old college try. Because there's some really fantastic female bartenders out there, and it's not to, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough question to ask because it seems like anything that you that you say, somebody's gonna find some underlying, you know. You're just being honest, and I think that like, obviously there's certain bars that are for TNA. Yeah. You know, you're gonna have female bartenders there, obviously, but then I think that there's these awesome bars like Star Bar, Bungalow, you know, places on Rainy, places on West. Where if there's a female working with all those men behind the bar at these places, she's a badass. She can hold her own, for yep. sure. And, you know, I think that says a lot, especially when you walk into a busy bar and there's dudes everywhere and there's one little chick busting her fucking ass mm-hmm. behind the bar and killing <laughs> it. Like, that's cool. That's freaking awesome. And I think people can see that and appreciate that. Um, I mean, I appreciate it. And I think, uh, I don't know, it's... I don't want to say that girls are bitches, but I don't know. I think I think guys I think guys that walked in and, and other people in and other girls in the service industry would appreciate that. But I kind of think that there's a there's a there's the opportunity and there's a chance that a girl's gonna walk in and, and be kind of catty, like what's yeah. taking her so long. Well, there's also you know there's mean? I've had something that I've had to learn to do, or it's just kind of part of my personality, but um to be disarming yeah. immediately. Um look her in the eye. Hey, babe, you know, what can I get you? What do you like to drink? Just be very, very nice. And the way women respond when you pay them some mind and you actually give a shit and look them in the eye is huge. And then those women always come back. They oh, Every single time. Yeah. That was my next question, actually, if uh, women <clears throat> treat you differently. I have great experiences with women for the most part. I mean, you've, I've got some that I want to fucking strangle sometimes. <laughs> um, but that's just because they suck at life. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I've got wonderful female regulars and people who you know i women come in and i recognize them and i know what they want to drink and follow me from bar to bar just these random little girls you know and they're awesome um i mean and we have happy hours that i've I've seen that like on on days where it's uh, either where it's two guys working and our our happy hour regulars are i know they're gonna be there tomorrow mm-hmm. i'm like why did ap only stay for one beer today and i was like was, was it because we didn't have a girl here like he knows all of us by name like yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. he comes here because he's comfortable and i was like there's a chance again it's it's I mean, you can 
quote all the statistics you want, and at the end of the day, whoever owns the bar is going to want girls behind the bar for the reason that the girls are going to bring guys, and guys are going to buy drinks for buy, girls yeah. and so on and so forth. Yeah. Right, 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 right. right. Um, but that's just, where I came from. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's a, just a different uh, it's a different scenario for every bar and every you know if you're talking Austin, every district. Yeah, I agree. Do you? Uh, is flirting part of uh, your job? You think? I only flirt with you if I'm interested in you. <laughs> I don't flirt. But you don't play the game. No, I'm not. I don't. And I also, I, I don't. A, a lot of men will come up, and I think they expect it sometimes, or dudes, or, or they'll, um, they'll, they'll kind of try and open that window a little bit and of see. They are. And and every and it's time, hilarious. It is funny. It open like what up. It is what are you funny. Doing? I'll set till three and help you close. And then I kind of pull like what Cody said earlier—the kind of oh, you're cute. Yeah. Like, let me make you a fucking drink, bro. Like, I'm here to work. I'm not here to flirt with you. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in you. I'm not going home with you tonight. I don't even want your phone number. Not interested at all. Like you, you tell them <clears> straight up if they actually, you see that window crack open a little bit. I shut it pretty quick. Yeah. What do you say? And as a I'm just very professional. I love seeing that. Yeah. I'm just yeah. It, it makes me laugh. But well, I mean, they, I'll go talk to those guys later. I'm like, dude, yeah, you never had a chance. You never had a chance. Um, what'd you ask me? What do you tell them? Oh, I'm never like try to make them feel stupid or anything, but it just kind of like, I'm good. You know, what do you want to drink? How are you paying for this? And they, pretty quickly, just with body language, they, they'll leave it alone. And uh-huh. they tip well, and they're really nice. They say goodbye. Like, none of them really act, you know, terribly offended. Um, give you a little grin when they leave or whatever. But yeah, it's like, it's banter. I guess I just sort of flirting a little bit, but... Or you keep it, you know, strictly business. Yeah. Not even like, so what do you do? Or, you know, where are you going after this? It's not even like. I mean, if it's a happy hour shift, I'll, I'll talk to them. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't ever try and leave that window open because I think I'm going to get a better tip. Some people might not agree with that, but I just. Well, it, I'm sure it happens, you know, a lot. Yeah. Well, well, depending on uh, what kind of establishment you have, too. But even yeah. if you have a regular bar, I mean, I'm sure if you go to any major city. And you walk into a bar, yeah, all the girls look like freaking models and they're play that card because they know that it works. Yeah. And the people that are willing to pay for that kind of stuff. I just want to get tipped well because I'm a good bartender. Right. You know? I mean, fuck, I'll take anybody's money, but I'm just saying, like Yeah, at the end, at the end of the day we're gonna make Yeah. I mean, but I've I mean I've worked with girls that I know that like if I see a group of like four guys come in, like I know that she can work those guys. Mm-hmm. And she if she's okay with it, I'm like, cool, I have everything else take care of those guys take all their money yeah yeah right? and it's it, it's you know it's uh you know it's very symbiotic and we have a mutual agreement and i know that if it gets out of hand for some ungodly reason that i'm gonna stop it immediately mm-hmm. you know but again it, it's about you know you said that that term playing that card is, is it really is is you are kind of playing a game back there guys and girls yeah yeah um, i mean and there's i think there's something to say about like just being bubbly and friendly yeah. Sometimes it's plenty. Like that's enough. And that's a huge <laughs> it's a huge misconception. I've been I mean I I'm I'm friends with a lot of girls and there's a lot of gorgeous girls one sitting across from us in Austin. And I have friends who are like, "Dude, how do you know all these?" I'm like, "What? I, I just know that. I don't, what do you mean?" And like those guys, <laughs> those guys the, that, 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 that aren't in the service you're like, "Dude, so how do you hit on a bartender?" I'm like, "What the fuck kind of question is that?" Like what She's a human being. Just talk to her. Seriously. <laughs> if she's not in, she's not in. She's working, dude. Like, I don't know what you're yeah. going to say. What, what, what time should I come back so I can talk to her? Yeah, uh, like, uh, come uh, dude, come uh, I don't know, man. Come back and sit down and I'm like, introduce dude, right, yourself. Like yeah. 
like a gentleman. Yeah, stop being weird. Write your number down. Going, hey, here's my number. If you're on about, give me a shout. Grab a beer. Whatever. You know, like, don't just don't be a tool. Most likely, like you're we doing, are belching and crop dusting working. all of these guys. <laughs> and you didn't even know it. No, yeah, I'm like, they're, they're blame working, it on dude. the boys. What about you? Do, it's our fault. Do you uh, you're flirt a little? I don't think so. Um, Girls don't hit on you. That's not what you asked. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, the bar. Just generally speaking, is a very sexual environment. You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, a lot I mean, of like, there's people out there that are like, like, okay, just I mean, not for that. They're that's what their yeah. goal is for the yeah. day. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, it happens, and you kind of like, oh, hey, darling, you know, here's a little wink, or I got that shot for you, whatever. Yeah. But again, on the, I think the the level of service sh- doesn't or at least shouldn't change, no matter who you're dealing with. You yeah. Know what I mean, like, I want the the dude that just came up and ordered beers just throughout the night, and I never had like, have a conversation. I want him to go like, hey, you did a good job today, dude. And the group of girls that are in town for whatever reason, when mm-hmm. I want them to go like, he was so great. Like, we're yeah. coming back just for you. That's super. Like, <laughs> you know, you get you get the opportunity to, to kind of play the game a little bit when it's slower and you, you're, I don't want to say forced to be in front of people, but you kind of are. You know what I mean? But again, you it could turn out to be a lot of fun. You know what I mean? Like, there's, and the same thing, I'm I'm obviously just speaking from what I've seen, like, when big groups of guys come in for bachelor parties or whatever, like there's a very real chance that these guys aren't all douchebags. And yeah. they're actually going to be a really fun group. Exactly. And they're, they're probably going to ask you to come out later, but maybe they just like, nah, you're cool. Like we're just going to have some right. beers, you know, like, and, and you find out they're about, all like, like, I think about married dudes or whatever. It's if I were to go out for a bachelorette party with all girls that I know that I've known for years, I love them all. They're all wonderful people. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> when we go into a bar together, some of those girls are going to be a fucking pain in the ass for the bartender. You know, so I try to remember that. I'm like, okay, all of these people in here are, are human. And just <laughs> tag, you know, every girl that's getting on your nerves. You've got a friend like that, like that mm-hmm. you love and you care about. And you wouldn't want the bartender to treat them like shit. I have to tell yeah. myself this all the time. Like, well, yeah. Well, so when you're, uh, when you're out and about and you see things happening behind the bar, do you, you know jump behind the bar and help out or do you really you know you remind people like if i'm off and i'm yeah. at, at my place of work wherever you wherever you are um no if i if i'm at my place of work and i'm there and i'm not intoxicated and i'm just getting there and it looks slammed i will i definitely want to go help like i think that's just what we do what if it's not, if it's not your bar i don't i would never Oh. Yeah, and I'm like, ooh, that sucks for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off, bitches. Uh, I've been absolutely cop slugging drunk at a bar and got asked to help out, and I did. Oh, if no. somebody asked me, like, like, I hey, would. Hey, can you give us a hand? I was like, holy shit, you guys are busy. But typically, if I see some places, if I'm at a place and it gets busy, I go, oh, okay, time to go. Yeah, me you too. Know, like, I'm I don't the same wanna, way. Like, I don't want to be. It's like, I've been here the whole time, and now all of a sudden it takes, you know, four minutes to get a beer, man. Whatever. Yeah. You know? But if I go to a place, especially in my place of work, if I'm, if it gets busy, I'm like, all right, tell me now if you want help, or because if you don't, I'm leaving. Like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to waste space, so to speak, in my, in a, yeah. my job. You know what I mean? Like, right, like right, hey, right. you guys need to make money. I'm going to get out of here. Pay no attention to me. Right. You know what I mean? I'm going to leave. Um, but I've definitely, I've been called in. Uh <laughs> I, two of us got called in and we we prefaced where it was like hey we've been drinking all day I, we, we're that busy okay yeah sorry i broke all this stuff <laughs> but i mean is it is it um is it weird because when you're when you're behind the bar like you have a certain perspective on 
everything that's almost going on, everything that's, that's going on. And then now and then you end up on the other side and you're just now part of it. So I said something earlier about being able to zone out like live music. And that's one thing. But I always see what's going on. Like one hundred percent, I'm like, all right, this guy. They're gonna, it's like they need to throw that guy out. That guy's been waiting a long time. Like, you know, I I, I see. I don't want to say I see everything. It's very egotistical for me to say, but it I it doesn't shut off for me. Uh-huh. But I do bring myself in and go like, hey, I don't work here. This is not. <laughs> it's not my place to say anything. Yeah. Unless there's something like wildly out of control. I feel like. All of us that have been in this industry, though, I think when you walk into a place, you, it's hard to shut it off. It really is. Yeah. She's absolutely right. Yeah. It's almost impossible to shut it off. And I don't necessarily pick like pick anybody apart or, or any business apart, but I, you know, obviously, like the fact that you're supposed to be chilling and hanging out and having a good time, yeah. and you're constantly like, doom, like looking at everything that's going on and how you would handle the situation. Yeah, that just that part doesn't go away ever. Yeah, you just have like a. Again, I would never jump behind that bar because my fuse is this this short. <laughs> Murder somebody. As as nice as you think as you think I am, if I, there's certain people, I'm patient, but don't don't test me. It's kind of one of those things like <laughs> every time I go out to eat, I like a crazy person pre bus everyone's plates, like everything oh, yeah. stacked. Yeah, <laughs> match your shapes. Yeah, <laughs> I still do that. Chilies, old chilies taught me some structure. Match your shapes, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think. But I think at the at the end of the day, um, there is a certain type of personality that you have to have to work a job like that. Would you agree? The but whether it's the the bubbly one, you have to be friendly, be able to calm people down. Because, like I said, someone like me wouldn't last a night. I think that we're all cut from a similar cloth. Yeah. I don't... I don't say that you have to have a certain personality because I've seen people that have zero personality be behind a bar or are just like absolutely like why this person should not be doing this. So like, at a, all. what do they do? Nothing. I mean, they're not Literally, being like, efficient just, or just being dicks. They're just they just don't know what they're doing. And a lot of it, it's like if you, you can see like new bartenders that are like, oh, like you, you don't know what you're doing, but think that they're real hot shit. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> it's like man, but the ones that. <laughs> I mean, this sounds like some sort of academy. Like the ones that make it are what <laughs> Ashley said are are kind of cut from a similar cloth, and we all have our different styles and our personalities are obviously very different. But and I think for the most have, part, we all get along. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a you you find yourself obviously being you know attracted to similarly similarly minded people. Right. Um, those are ultimately people that you hang out with and kind of you know your career gets molded around them and so on and so forth and. Um, but again, everybody has their own styles and their own um, their own ways of doing things, and that's what's um, difficult, but also very um, empowering to see over the years. Is that like when you learn how when you when you hit that point to where you're like somebody told me I was a good bartender, you know what I mean? You're like, wow, I'm, this is how it's done, and then all of a sudden you go to a place and you suck because everybody there has six more years of yeah. experience and have been doing it longer and have worked in more bars and go, Oh shit. Like I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And everybody's running circles around me. Okay. I, you're not back to square one, but like certain things happen with experience, like well, a lot of shit in life, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, so it's like, it's hard to, you want to not be judgmental because there's a chance that maybe this person, but if you have a shitty bartender that's been doing it for 10 years and then they're just a shitty bartender. Yeah. And also whenever you started a new new place of work a lot of it is is habit and yeah. and, and it's um autopilot 
because everything's in the, especially when you work at a bar where everything's in the same place. Yeah. Like for the most part at Bungalow, we keep that place pretty damn like it's everything's in the same spot, so it's easy to speed bartend when you know where everything is. You don't even have to look. Yeah. So when you started a new bar, you may have ten years experience, but yeah. you're gonna look you like to get you fucking suck yeah. for the first you know few shifts until you kind of get acquainted with the way that they have everything set up and the way that everything runs over there. Right, but uh, is there is there a difference in terms of okay, you're bartending at um, a neighborhood bar versus a lounge versus a club versus a bottle service joint, you know, versus a, a music venue, or do are, every time it's kind of a different learning process? It is. I also think that depending on where, there's a lot of if you compare, uh, uh, you know, people that work at different. If somebody from like Vegas. You yeah. know, somebody comes from Vegas and they're used to like, all right, I just make drinks, I make drinks, I make drinks. It's not really, you know, from behind the bar, not necessarily maybe about service. They're just, and they come to a place like a star bar and they're like, all right, I'm going to work on a Wednesday night. And it's like, it's not, you're still going to make good money, but it's not like you're just cranking out drinks nonstop. Mm-hmm. They might get bored and be like, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I'm a speed bartender and blah, blah, blah. Then there's other people out there that say that their speed bartenders aren't. Yeah. And vice versa. Like if you've been working at the same old neighborhood, you know, pub, and all of a sudden you go to a, a bigger, faster bar, and you have this, you know, this plethora of knowledge, you're still going to have to. What Ashley said, you have to learn where everything is. There's going to be a learning curve. Some people can adapt to it. Some people can't. And I like different, like doing food service and bartending. I enjoyed that. Um, like happy hours at Bungalow are very laid back. You know, no speed bartending. And then I kind of enjoy the rush on the weekends, too. So it's nice to kind of do all of those things. Never, you know, get bored. Yeah. Every once in a while, you really need to get your ass kicked. Yeah. <laughs> you really do. And it's, kind of, you feel accomplished sure, after. You feel, yeah, you got to make sure you still got it. Like, I've been doing it, like I said, I've been doing this for a long time. And all of a sudden, like, if I'm, like, on a back well or something, like, you Man. know what? I need to go, I need to go be at the point for a second. Yeah. Because this is... I need to show these kids. I still got it. Man, and our point at Bungalow is right where those specialty cocktails are. So you're getting yep, your you're right ass in the middle. handed to you. And at the end of the night, you're like, yes, I, I did, did it. it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's over. <laughs> uh, do you have um, you ever come up with your own drink? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But that like you made and you, you gave it a name or whatever. This is the Cody whatever. Uh. Of course, you've mixed it's, shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I mean, we just—it's really hard to say if any of it is incredibly original or just kind of a. I uh, just do twists on other things. Yeah, for the most part, that's what any drink now I think is going to be, unless yeah. you're going to get really extra crazy with some sort of uh, ingredients or anything like that. So, I mean, myself and Jeff, we wrote the cocktail menu for Swifts. Um, I, we just rewrote. Um, uh, I just rewrote the the cocktail menu for Star Bar. Um, I've done. Uh, I mean, so yeah, can I remember what those are? Not necessarily, mm-hmm. but it's just, and um, it's fun to play mad scientist on a slow night and kind of go back and forth and be like, all right, I know that this is good, but what if I do this differently? Or what if I add this to this? Um, and that's kind of where I couldn't tell you when was the last time a new cocktail was created. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, well, that's just this with this added to it. You know, somebody could say yeah. that about anything. Come up with a new name and some guy reads it off the menu and be like, yeah, give me a yeah. whatever you call it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then that poor bastard is going to go to some other bar and be like, hey, yeah, I had this uh, <laughs> Johnson shblang blang <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a drink, man. You don't know how to make it? No, I don't. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, Cody does. Well, Cody does not work here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cody's a dick. 
Cool. Yeah, we've been talking for an hour and a half. Uh, I've had a single call. This is weird. Uh, it's the like first you. time. Are yeah. we boring, Actually, y'all? Actually, you know what? I'm thinking the people who'd want to hear this are working. The, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it is a Tuesday. Yeah, it's all right. Um, we're going to keep talking for a few more minutes, but if you want to call in, 512-539-0225. Hope you learned, because I, I learned a lot of shit, actually. I always go to bed less stupid. That's yeah. My, that's my <laughs> that's goals. My, that's my motto. <laughs> Not smarter, yes. just less stupid. Yeah. Go to bed less stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because you're born stupid and you get less stupid every every day. Hopefully, no, you're, you're not born stupid. You're born naive. Yeah, then stupid if you don't learn your lessons. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, is there a drink that you hate making? At this point, for me, no. No. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna totally <laughs> backtrack on that. Um, I will still make them, but there's a little part of me that dies every time somebody orders a mojito. Why? Uh, because I worked at Cuba Libre. Oh, oh yes. shit. Yeah, so I've made enough mojitos for <laughs> me and probably a couple other people's lifetime. Like, I don't, I'm like, man, I, just, I thought I was done. I thought I wouldn't have to make these anymore. Um, but again, I'll be like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, it's not like it's a difficult drink to make anything. It's yeah, just yeah, a couple yeah. ingredients. But it's just the fact that I've, I remember one night we counted in between in the back bar at Cooley Ray one night, we made 2,000 mojitos. Oh, my God. Damn. Did y'all muddle or did y'all shake? Muddle. And the Dude. same same flavor, everything? Fuck no. Oh. <laughs> no. It, it, it could have been. Uh, I did have one very awesome group of uh, of like quasi-regulars that would come in like every other weekend. And there's always like five or six of them. They're like, give us six new ones. Just have like, you make it up. Motherfucker. <laughs> and I'm like, I only have so much rum. <laughs> and it was still a lot. And I'm like, all right. So now, okay. So you got to go to H-E-B before work and get a bunch of different fruit to muddle in that shit. Something, man. I'm glad we had a lot. Started ordering a lot of different cordials. I don't like making um, Bloody Marys on a busy night. Are those they take a while? Right? The, yeah, and we just like. Was you have a bar? Isn't there a bar? Somebody Bloody might Mary order bar? one or two of them, and then we no, not only on like a Sunday, and oh. then we won't have like a you know the the things out ready for them, which which could you know I don't know. It's just like it's kind of one of those things where it kind of knocks me off kilter a little bit back there. Yeah. I agree with that. Turn into a mixed sandwich. I wouldn't say that it upsets me, but I just think it's weird. Yeah, it is a little strange. When somebody comes in at you know ten thirty on a Thursday and like, ooh, can I get a Bloody Mary? Like, I'm all about. I understand cravings. Like, I could really go for some peanut butter cups right now. Yeah. But I'm not going to expect you to have them. It's yeah. just be weird. And so for when somebody comes in like, ooh, can I get a Bloody Mary? I just kind of get this like lost puppy look on my face. I'm, are you wait? Do you know what a Bloody Mary is? <laughs> <laughs> you sure you don't want tomorrow morning? I'm very, I'm very. There's no, there's no rule for it. And I just kind of like, yeah, uh, sure, I, okay. It's just, it's just weird, I guess, to me. You have all the ingredients. Service, pep, pep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess it's just because you know, when on a busy Friday, Saturday night, we're pretty much making the same drinks over and over for the right. most part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kind of have that rhythm. It's just boom, boom, boom. Like nothing. You know, I have to muddle a bunch of shit, but. I know where my muddler is and I know where everything is. And it's just kind of like, you well, know, go, go gadget yeah, arms. But then when somebody orders, throws a, you know, fucking wrench in it and they're like, give yeah. me Bloody Mary. I'm like, oh, oh. And I kind of <laughs> lose it for a minute. I'm like, okay. Yeah. What's a muddler? Do you want salt? It's a little baseball bat that you smash stuff with. Yeah. Oh, That okay. is the most elementary definition I can get for <laughs> a muddler. No, that's, All right, that's, okay. that's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stick and it crunches things. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's exactly what she's talking about. Now. Cody, thirsty. <laughs> 
Oh, I learned. Uh, uh, Desha and Michelle was t- telling me about the. Ah, oh, damn! I forgot the name of it. The thing you use to to count the poor. The uh, jiggers. Yes. And then the, the count, and then the count, there's uh, four counts. Is it four counts? Okay, so from coming from a place that I've had to train a lot of people, I don't give a shit what you count to, as uh-huh. long as it's an ounce and a half or an ounce and a quarter, yeah. whatever your standard You can do a is. slow count or a fast ca- count. Yeah. It's different care. for everybody, as long as you're pouring the right want amount you to, I just want you to pour it right. You ever done a pour test with those damn... Um, yeah, the little cylinders? Yeah. 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 I saw... Uh, it was funny. I, was actually, I saw a video... Uh, on YouTube, and it was based about uh, bar scams, mm-hmm. and then they had the cylinder one that was supposed to measure, you know, this much, and right. another one that was that, that had some other cylinders in it. Huh. So yeah, they were actually pouring less than what they were supposed to. Oh, I'm sure that happens a lot. Yeah, and then the, and then there was this other one. Dude goes, you know, I want to, you know, gin and tonic. And then he just grabs a uh, um, a glass, and you know the same way he had the um, the salt, mm-hmm. it just has like gin on it. So he rubs the the glass on the gin and just pours put a bunch of ice. Acts like he's pouring uh, gin, but he just put on the rim of the glass and then pour a bunch of tonic and goes here. And then they ask the people, "Do you think you had a gin and tonic?" And he goes, "Yeah, it tastes like gin and tonic." Those people are dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's super shitty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, Boris Cams. Look it up. That's funny. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap things up. Uh, We've been talking for a while. This is weird, man. Hey, A-Train, Echo, Tanya, call in. Will, say what's up at least. I I don't feel lonely because you guys are here. (laughs) (laughs) But this is weird. Usually usually I get a bunch of calls. Um, Little trivia. Okay. Don't look. Not looking. Uh. What percentage of alcohol is digested into the body is eliminated by the liver? Oh, damn. Are you asking both of us or like? Yeah, both of y'all. 80, 90, 95, 99%. Say that again. What's the percentage, what percentage of alcohol is eliminated by the liver? 60%. 60? I'm going to go 80. No, 95. Really? Yeah, the rest is uh, uh, breath, urine, and sweat. Hmm. Through your skin. Yeah. That's why I See? Less stupid. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> Learn something new every day. And think about fancy shots. Uh, liquid Viagra. You know I have no is? idea. Liquid Viagra? Is it, do you just put some... Do you muddle Viagra in a glass? <laughs> the you know what? That's what I thought at first. I thought, that's what I thought that's it that's was. That's what you should do because it'd be hilarious. Boners galore. Yeah. It's, it's actually just a Jager bomb. See, is this it? is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Is that somebody somewhere decided that, that they called it that, and somebody's going to come into Starbucks and go, hey, can I get a liquid Viagra? And I'm going, what the fuck? Why don't you it? just call it a... Yeah. Viagra bomb. Yeah. yeah. Well, and they... Remember when they used to be called bull blasters? Yes. People still no. call them that sometimes. I get that every once in bull a while. Bull blasters? Mm-hmm. Oh, I never heard that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm just not- like, if you're trying to be cute and different, I don't like it. Why don't you just <laughs> call it? I don't like change. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Anybody that come out and just pull out their, their list of beers? Mm, let me see here. Ugh. I'm going to have... I'll have a, a sexy bull. <laughs> <laughs> or a, a snake panda drink. I don't fucking know. Something Making crazy. shit up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you ever had that? Somebody just make shit up? Oh, yeah, And the drink absolutely. didn't exist at all? Mm-hmm. Like what? Do you remember? Well, again, that's what, I mean, I said it earlier. It's like just because like... If somebody came into into Starbar and I made them something, I was like, ah, it's a because you're an idiot. It's a skip and go fuck yourself. 
They're going to go to Bungalow and be like, hey, I was just at Starbucks. I had this really good shot. It's called Skip and Go Fuck Yourself. Tell Cody to go fuck himself. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I totally and then do they're going to be like, uh, I don't know what's in there. It's like, well, they know how to make it. It's a shot. Uh, and they're going to be so sold on the fact that it exists. And it's <laughs> a real thing. Yourself. You know, that they're going to go to some other bar. It happens all the time. Dude, put it on the menu. <laughs> put, it up, put, put it up on the board. This is a... Take it and go fuck yourself. Yeah. I want to take it and go fuck yourself. <laughs> and he will only fucks him up and they have to leave. Mm-hmm. Hell you yeah. Limit, limit one. Then you have yeah, to go. one. Nice, nice. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap things up. Any shout outs, plugs you want to make? Well, what can people find you, first of all? Uh, bungalow on Rainy in, in Street. In case you haven't heard. <laughs> 92 Rainy. We have a great staff, wonderful owners. Um, yeah. Come see us. Great specials. Happy hour specials, good good specialty cocktails, good tacos in the back. We got yeah. good stuff. I gotta say, a bungalow is my favorite spot on Rainy, and I don't go to Rainy often, but when I do, it's bungalow. I go to bungalow, and we do snow cones <laughs> on Sundays, infused snow cones with liquor. So and the food, you have to have that truck in the back, right? Yeah, Taco Trader Wild Taco is the name of it. Yep, and summer's up, so every summer, okay, I'm doing your job. Uh, every su- every summer. Every Sunday, <laughs> different DJ, uh, the summer social thing. Sunday uh, social, pretty, yeah. Pretty good, uh, pretty good lineup. It's, you know, it's, it's Kid Slice, it's Dick Nixon. Rich was there recently. Uh, uh, QD's over there. Uh, good times, good times. You'll find me there with my fancy pants. <laughs> 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 All right, what about you? Uh, 600 West 6, uh, Star Bar, been there for a long time. We're actually going through uh, a little remodel right now. It's pretty exciting. We're uh, redoing our back patio. So we're gonna have a proper cover, a nice, uh, nice solid bar back there. Ideally, being a craft beer bar, we're we're uh, trying to get some more taps so we can get even more good stuff. Level out the patio, some more bathrooms. It's always uh, been a, a battle with Starbucks with more bathrooms. Um, and Valentina's Tacos will return. They uh, they moved uh, they moved south and opened up a second trailer. So we're really happy for those guys. Cool. And as soon as the uh, the remodel is done, we're gonna be uh, full tilt buggy. Nice. Any shout outs you wanna make? If Dave Brown is still listening, thanks for listening. He's one of my Hans brothers. Uh, started playing rugby a few years ago, and uh, just love all those guys. Uh, got uh, Bloodfest coming up, so if you're, anybody's ever interested in rugby, come out to uh, to Pflugerville. We host a sevens tournament called Bloodfest, um, and it's anywhere from 40 to 50 teams, and it's uh, it's all day, and it's a lot of fun, and we usually do a really big uh, party downtown Austin afterwards. When is it? It's going to be June 20th. Okay. I'll, I'll find the link and all that. What about you? Shout outs? Um, definitely to Joey Carmona, who knew me through mutual friends, but uh, just had faith in my ability and my smarts. And You're a great drink slinger. Yeah, man. He, <laughs> he opened that door for me, for sure. And um, yeah, Aaron Metzinger, as much as we didn't get along at first, you know, he taught me a lot about what I'm doing. And uh, yeah, that's about it. You want to plug your... Fitness thing? Oh, yeah. Um, So bad. I thought we were talking about the I was going to let her take it. Um, Wearing a shirt and everything. I know, right? Ignite Fitness on South Congress. Used to be South Congress Athletic Club. A good friend of mine, Inez Escamilla, um, owns it now and has made some wonderful improvements. Cody and I both work out there, and I teach the all-women's buns and guns classes um, Tuesday, Thursday evening, 7 to 7.45, Wednesday, Friday, nooners. And I love it. It's great. Y'all should come yeah. check it out. Yeah. Um, it's 12 squat racks, lots of free weights, very uh, little, very few machines. Um, 
perfect for service industry people to come in during the day because there's no one there's, in there. Yeah. It's badass. And it's I'm good always rates. there during the day. No yeah. contracts. Yeah, I love my my Fit Fam at the gym. They're amazing. So Ignite Fitness and Fitness is spelled F I T N E Z. Cool. After Miss Inez. And, so. and, mm-hmm. and if you don't follow Ashley's Instagram, you should. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get to see her do squats, and actually, you get a bunch of shots from the uh, from the from the gym, right? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So follow that. You, are you on? Absolutely. I'm Ashley Haas H A A S eight four on Instagram. That's my screen name. And I am my last name Budal B U D U A photo on Instagram. You tweet twat. You don't. No twatting over no here. No twatting. <laughs> uh, I I have a Twitter account somewhere in the world. I found uh, it. You haven't posted shit since December. I have one too. <laughs> I know that I have one, but uh, it linked to an old work one that I had, and so I gotta start over. I don't know. All right. All good. All good. Yeah. Follow them on Instagram. I'll have all the uh, the links on the website. Right. Oh my God! I put I didn't. That's not my Instagram. I'm a nerd. It's a d h a a s a d Haas eight four. That's Actually, the yes correct one. That's what you said. Is that no? I didn't. I said Ashley Haas. I think. Uh, whatever. Yeah. The link will be there. Okay. Don't, don't listen to her. Don't listen. To her. <laughs> she can't plug herself <laughs> right. <laughs> I take the pictures. <laughs> 15 seconds and add a filter. Oh, my God. And that's it. All right. Uh, let's see what's going on this weekend. It's Memorial Day weekend, of course. So rule number one, be safe. And it's probably uh, no, uh, no refusal. refusal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Take an Uber, everybody. Yeah. Uber, cab, whatever you got. But don't don't be crazy. Uh, that's another amateur weekend. <laughs> it really is, and it's 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 really uh, it actually kind of just uh, hit home uh, <laughs> recently. There was a guy that uh, put music downtown uh, a lot, and I'm not gonna mention his name, but if you read any of the local news, uh, <laughs> you'll you'll realize that he was going a quarter mile from where he was to to go home and uh, and got in a, an accident. Um, and uh, and somebody you know somebody lost their life. And oh, it's a pretty a pretty God. tragic thing when you think about it. It was a distance that you could have walked, and they didn't, and stuff like that. So, and especially in refusal weekend, there's no reason to, you know, a forty five dollar Uber is a lot less expensive than a DUI. Yeah, a DUI or your life. Yeah. Um, also, I wanted I want to give a little, um, add some uh, sad news this week. Um, Esther Levon passed away uh, from her battle with cancer. Uh, if you know Esther, she was the bubbliest person. She'd light up the room wherever she went. Fun girl all the time. I've never seen her, like, you know, sad or anything. And uh, a lot of people knew her, and she's been around Austin for a while. She's been around downtown for, yeah, for, for a, a long really time. long time. Yeah, so uh, much love to her family uh, and friends. So rest in peace, Esther. And uh, bam. I never had the pleasure of meeting that girl. Oh, she was awesome. She was I've heard awesome. wonderful, wonderful things about her. No, she was a, she was a good girl, extremely talented too. Yeah, she had some yeah, pipes. Yeah. yeah, she did. She could sing her ass off. She could sing her ass off. Anyway, I don't want to live on the I don't want to burn everybody out. <laughs> so let's see what's happening this weekend. Uh, let's see. Thursday, there's a beat battle at Beerland on Seventh and Red River at nine o'clock. The Sound Clash. Uh, beat battle, open mic, artist showcase, uh, hosted by DJ Charlie and Nate. I'm gonna be one of the judges, which will be a lot of fun. I hope. I'm betting on it. Uh, crush some dreams. 
Oh, <laughs> yes, I always wanted to. Uh, first prize, $100 cash and a trip to go to SoundClash in New Orleans in October to represent Austin. So uh, come on out. It's uh, general admission, 8 bucks. If you want to get on the mic, it's 10 If you're a producer, you want to showcase your beats and enter the competition, it's 10 bucks. So 21 plus, that's Thursday, 9 o'clock. Uh, Friday is uh, the premiere of Groove Theory uh, with DJ K. Cali at the Belmont. So if you're a big fan of R&B, and when I say R&B, I don't mean Iggy Azalea. I mean, R&B. I mean R&B, I mean Al Green, I mean Sade, I mean Ohio players, I mean those those people, um, Aaliyah, and so, so on and so forth. Uh, it's the first, first party, it's going to be like a residency, I think. So that's at Belmont Friday, if you want some R&B, it's uh, no cover before 11, 5 after, so go check it out. I might have to go to that. I closed the bar last night with some R&B. It was great. Did you? It feels what good, night is it, it? Thursday night? Uh, Friday, Friday night. night. Friday night. I'll be at work. I go on a date. Come see me. All right. Let's see what else. Oh, Saturday. Um, our good friends Kenny Duet and Equo having a house party during a day uh, at uh, Eisenhower's two to five with DJ Protege. They're gonna have cupcakes, uh, jewelry by Rejected Hearts Club, artwork by Queso. No covers. Come check it out. These guys have been working for a while, doing good stuff, and they help me a lot with feedback. So show some love. And when it's done, just cross the street and go see Ashley. Yes, please. There you go. Uh, and then Sunday, uh, Sunday fun day, of course. <laughs> he just closed his eyes when I said that. <laughs> I was like, ugh. <laughs> I feel your pain. I feel your pain, son. Um, but at night... Uh, New Jack Swing is at Volstead. Protégé, Mike Swing, Kid Slice. They haven't done one in a while. So if you've never been to a New Jack Swing party, bring your dancing shoes and maybe bring another shirt because you're going to walk out. Cody, what time do you get off on Sundays? 11. I might want to go check that out. Okay, let's do it. It's one of those like everybody dance kind of thing. And Volstead is always, you know, packed. So, and New Jack Swing, one of my favorites. Uh, let's see what people are saying. Paul Van Dyke at Vulcans. Mm. What night, Tanya? Call in and tell me more about that, Paul. I don't know who that is. So uh, if you want to call in real quick before I end the show. Man. <laughs> now I'm, I'm, I'm working with the chat right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thursday at Vulcans. All right. Thank you. Thursday at Vulcans. Paul Van Dyke. Look it up. If Tanya says it's good, it's good. So, uh that's about it. Uh, make sure you follow the feedback on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just the feedback, BAK, because I love my name. Uh, go back to the archives. This is episode number 64. So, and I've had a lot of people on, a lot of bartenders, artists, DJs, you name it. Um, go to iTunes, subscribe, leave me a review, rating. Uh, let me know what you think. I need your feedback. Kind of the whole point, right? Mm-hmm. I need your feedback mm-hmm. for the feedback. Mm-hmm. I mean, there won't be no feedback without feedback. So I really need the feedback. I'm not doing everything right. I'm trying my best. Uh, but I need, need to know what you guys think about this. And uh, we do, do SoundCloud, same thing. SoundCloud slash the feedback. YouTube, same thing. So just if you look up feedback, you'll find it. Spell it right. <laughs> okay, and you'll find it. That's all there is. Um, that's it. Thank you. Thanks Cody. For Thanks us. back. Ashley, thank you so much for coming time. through. Uh, and we'll talk to you next week.
Bye, bye. everybody. Bye.